0: Flask, you want to play the jingle? We will get started.
1: Got jingle? No,
0: no. There's no jingle. Yeah, I refuse. There's no, there's no jingle. I just keep hoping there is uh. one. I just refuse to play it. All right. Well, there's Please? not then because it's if it, it's not like being put at the start of the podcast and every episode, it's not a jingle. It's a mystery. It's really not. It's just not a thing, except to me. All right, welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast. Uh, where today we have a special guest uh, telecommunicating in to our podcasting <laughs> studio from Sweden. What uh, Bicho, how you how you doing, or Eric? Sorry, EJ. How yeah, you doing? I'm good. How many episodes Friend. you been on? EJ, I think one. Thir- this Dude, is this the one. third. What third are you doing? Sweden. I think just zero. What am
2: I doing? I'm, I'm studying the science.
3: <laughs>
0: Sweden's still a thing?
2: It's still a thing
3: here.
0: Thanks for reporting on uh, that. Sweden I'm is not, still
4: no, a no, thing. Hold on, hold on. I, 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 compare
2: it to the Midwest. It's pretty similar, actually. <laughs> the science is the same. Hell here. yeah. It's like, I mean, I, I feel like... Uh, Beautiful um, people. Though, first of all, yeah, yeah, everyone's really pretty here, unlike the Midwest. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then but but boys, climate man. wise it's it's pretty much the same everyone's really nice like in the midwest so you know pretty easy transition are you learning any uh of the the language yeah a little bit just to get by some basic stuff
3: is it a beautiful language i'm, I'm not that familiar
2: no <laughs> come on it's not <laughs>
4: But everyone like speaks that. English now, or for the most part, they, yeah, they know how to communicate? Yeah.
0: It's like 80 wow. oh, Okay. All right. speaks can, English. Can you, can you give us a phrase? Give oh, us what it phrase should be.
2: Okay, so the really easy one when you're, when you're trying to ask people to speak English is you just say, du and they'll start talking in English to you. It's great.
5: <laughs> oh,
2: talk to me in okay. English, bruh.
0: Brad? Yeah, that would probably work, too. All right. <laughs> Cool. Also, uh, we're joined by Flask, our producer, who, um, has not done his job at all, ever.
1: Yes, hello, it is me, Flask, the producer. It is me, Flask, the producer, hello.
0: Uh, so, uh, we also got, a John, King of Keeley, our Vito Brain.
4: Hi, how you doing? It's, uh, nice to be here. Glad you guys flew me out again.
0: <laughs> yeah, welcome to the podcasting studio. Um... And finally, we have Brendan, another repeat guest. Hello? And, uh, what, what our friend from Sweden start us off with, uh, slash Eric slash CJ. Why don't you tell me what you've been doing lately, or, you know, especially video games, but also th- other things that have been keeping you happy in lieu of that? They, they still got, like, yeah. internet and stuff, and.
2: Well, and stuff. sort of. Um,. You have to uh, you have to harness the power of uh, lightning um, and, and pray pray to the Nordic gods to uh, to get Wi Fi here. But it works. Sounds fun.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um,
2: so as far as games go, uh, I got Celeste while I was here. That that platformer from twenty eighteen, I think, yeah. is when mm-hmm. it came out, and it's uh, pretty awesome. Not gonna lie. I feel like every every once in a while like two or three years, uh, there's an indie title that comes out that's just really, really good overall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the style of the game is, like cool, the music's really awesome, and then the gameplay is just like perfect for a platformer.
1: I guess I gotta play that at some point, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's got great. Really <laughs> I've
2: never heard of it. Yeah, it's uh it's constantly like
0: Oh wow! Uh, so Celeste was like a um, a big platformer indie game that blew up and won a bunch of awards, uh, particularly for like the music and level design thing, or what it's mm-hmm. mostly known for.
3: Well, it couldn't mm-hmm. have been that good if I've never heard of it, right? right. Uh, cool. I I can't right.
0: I mean, actually argue with it.
2: So. Overall, it's not a crazy long game to, to just beat the story of, maybe six or seven hours. But there's a whole bunch of bonus content, including like different versions of the same levels, um, where basically the mechanics of that level are repeated, but the level is much harder. Um, okay. And then one other thing that I really like, uh, one way they tuned the, the difficulty in that game is you can just beat the game by getting from point A to point B, but there's also these collectibles that are just strawberries that uh, oh, are yeah, optional, yeah. and and getting them is really really hard. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, and so you can, I remember uh, seeing
1: that in gameplay videos. They're, they're, they sort of remind me of like the gems in Crash Bandicoot, where you have to do like <laughs> a special thing to get them, and it's like yeah. an extra challenge. Yep. it would exactly
4: yeah, be a neat try. option. If you could change out the strawberries for your own favorite fruit,
3: I agree. Because that's yeah, the I'll, thing
4: that exists. That would be I'm I'll, I'll, I'll That would be cool, right, right?
3: It's what if I don't want to go out of my way yeah, to get a yeah. strawberry, but you know, a pineapple? Thank you. That's, hey. Yeah,
4: exactly. That's what I'm getting at. You gotta, okay. you know.
1: Strawberries I'm, my favorite fruit personally, but
4: see, that's the thing. I, I you know, out. while they're okay, I don't really give a who to buy them. If it was a grape,
1: oh, you're uh, a grape boy.
4: I do like grapes, perhaps an apple even
1: for the discerning fruitist
0: <laughs> I'm a big fan of all those as well.
4: I like uh v eight pomegranate uh blueberry fusion, I believe
0: uh, that's too much for me.
4: I used to sell them in the vending machine in my my high school
0: uh John on that hello. Note, <laughs> Uh, what games have you been playing recently or in lieu of other things you know Eric was that all you got is that Celeste oh yeah
2: yeah, you're talking about Celeste uh, Celeste yeah
3: the fruit we got
1: it Okay. yeah you like fruit just making sure (laughs) Uh, you've probably been busy (laughs) recently
4: (laughs) yeah I want to hear more about Sweden later alright games I really haven't been playing anything new Uh, we we got into State of Decay 2 a little bit it's got an update coming out next week uh, but on the What's non-gaming after? side, I've been watching Better Call Saul season four. I'm actually, yeah. on episode ten right now, I was watching it before we started this. Still enjoying and, it. And uh, I, yeah, I give it a. The season has been a lot slower than the other seasons. Mm. And the show is no, and no, not as a bad thing. It's just like I don't, not, nothing really crazy action Pased. has happened. For uh, this show compared to Breaking Bad, there's a lot less action. Uh, and I'm okay with that. But I give it a thumbs up. I'm excited to see season five, which I think is going on now, actually.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Somehow I, I didn't, didn't know that Onion. show was ongoing. I thought it had ended at some point. They've
4: yeah. been taking a pretty long time between seasons. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I think I lost a lot of momentum. It feels like after... And I, I'm not trying to condemn the show at all. I did watch the first few seasons. I really enjoyed it. But it feels like after like season two was done airing, I, I just stopped hearing about the show. Hmm. Same. Yeah, I exactly. I anyway.
4: Especially because, like, yeah. So season five is starting, and season four just came to Netflix, like uh, maybe in January, December. So there's such a large gap in between the adding the you know the seasons too. It's just yeah, weird for sure. But still digging it. I think I think they said season five is the final season. I'm pretty sure.
1: It's good to know that you can just end the show rather than just keep it hanging on even though you ran out of ideas or whatever. There's only so much
3: you can do with a prequel, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like I've kind of always been at odds with that show because I I really enjoyed Breaking Bad and I watched, like, week to week and everything. And so, you know, since I watched it week to week from, like, season three onward, I felt like I just spent a lot of time in that world. And I I really liked the way Breaking Bad Mm -hmm. ended. I just... I, I liked what I saw. Better Call Saul was really good, but I've just never really been super jazzed about the premise of, like, a Breaking Bad prequel. You know, what, it feels like what I spent I like, a lot of time in that world and stuff.
4: And they, they start doing it in Season 2. I, I don't really remember how much they do it in Season 1. It's really two different shows. You have, like, one storyline Saul and his whole thing dealing on. And the other half, which is where you get kind of the action, is, uh, it's like Mike... And how him and Gus, like, came up and established their, you know, the, the business. It was, like, two parallel stories, right? I mean, they don't really intersect, but it's, you know, it's a nice uh, way for them. You know, they're just not, like, putting Saul in these positions where, you know, he'd be, like, acting like Walt. You know, they
2: actually right,
0: found, right. They, they found they, a they, way they to put the action
4: them. in there without forcing it.
0: Right, that is, that
2: is cool. Did anyone see the Breaking Bad movie yet? No, I did I, I liked it. El, it El Camino yeah no. I have not
4: yet. Yeah, El Camino wasn't necessary They didn't need to do it but I thought it was fine
0: yeah it's actually kinda of funny I haven't seen it yet just given how much I like that series yeah I, I would movie.
4: recommend it it's it's, it's a good
3: alright we'll watch it after the podcast
0: <laughs> we <laughs> talked about uh, that on uh, oh actually episode they're,
4: they're, 5 they're, or 6 they're, yeah remember my plates they're in the movie yes yeah <laughs> right, so we, had, we, had a whole, we
0: had a whole thing on that yeah yeah, so thanks for revealing you uh, still don't listen to the podcast, Eric. Uh, <coughs> yeah, no problem. You got anything else, John? Uh, blah, blah, blah. no, that's it. That's about well,
1: it. I wanted to ask. Uh, so you oh. said State of Decay Two is getting updated. What do you mean? What kind of update?
4: Oh yeah, so uh, it's coming to Steam. I think currently you can only get it on like the Microsoft Store, and then it's getting yeah. uh like uh, it's getting some kind of graphics like overhaul. I think they're doing something with the lighting. Uh, And I think think the big things they're doing, they're redoing, like, the the start of the game, right, and, like, I guess a wider tutorial, because the the, the game doesn't really have any story. It just kind of throws you in there, and it's like, hey, here's some base building and stuff, but it doesn't really tell you how to do it. I think it turned a lot of people off.
1: It's weird, Um, because, like, I I played State of Decay, and I really liked that, actually. Uh, It wasn't, like, perfect, but I, I really found it solid. And then, State of Decay Two, I do not remember at all. Even though I played some of it, like I don't yeah. remember anything about it. The update uh, also comes with the all the DLC
3: included.
4: Yeah, they've had a few oh, okay. DLCs. They um, they had like a horde mode kind of thing you can play with your friends. They added one that's like the map from the first game. and That's more story oriented. And then they added, you know, they have like new difficulty modes, which I think is the best thing they added. I agree. Because the game was kind of easy before, especially oh, yeah. if you had okay. friends.
0: Uh, is it is it like good? Is it like good difficulty those or just like kind of yeah. bullshit? Yeah, okay, it's pretty
4: cool. solid. It's it's a nice mixture of like you do take more damage, but also it's like like the you know, there's like special infected like you got the fat guys and the screamers, and like usually those are like isolated, but in like the harder difficulties like you can find like hordes of them, you know, stuff like that. Uh, All right. S- some days the online we have a little trouble, like we'll be disconnecting. Uh, you know, quite a bit online. And then other days, we'll go through the whole thing and nothing will be wrong. Let's kind of hit or miss. I will say you can't alt-tab at all or you'll fucking disconnect. <laughs> and it's very frustrating. Oh, really? I, sometimes it's just like muscle memory, right? Like someone enters the Discord, you just want to see yeah, just real chug- quick.
3: Yeah, exactly. Sh-
4: I've never been able to alt-tab and not disconnect in that game.
3: Well, to be fair, I think that's more of a Microsoft Store issue than a State of Decay issue. Cause that's have to probably have older
1: true, games. too. Yeah. So it's still right. just on the Microsoft really? Store. For now. Yeah,
4: until the thirteenth is when the Damn. update comes out, and then, yeah, that's when it comes to Steam.
1: Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, so i actually the... I've
4: been digging it now that I've gotten more into it, and I, I guess I understand the game a little bit more, and we play the it. The gameplay
1: I, loop is fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I, I like. It. It. I mean, it's not, I
4: mean it's not for everybody, but I like the whole going in places, looting, yeah. looking for specific stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I, was, How I was I was curious I'm curious um, <laughs> I'm curious what so you said I think Knox or Brendan that uh the State of Decay update like it was a free update to the game adds all the DLCs was that is that are you guys playing State of Decay 2 the base edition or are you guys playing State of Decay 2 game of the year edition uh, uh, well, I don't have all the DLCs. Yeah, I oh, think sorry. I
4: have the, the game of the year. I got the, the special edition when it came out, which came with the DLCs. Knoxville does not does not have it. But I believe once this update comes out, it's just they're all free for everybody. Yeah. Like if you own the game before or whether you're buying it afterwards. Don't quote me on that, but I'm, I'm no, almost I, 100% I sure it's not. I think when home. it
3: goes to other platforms... Uh, that'll be included for the full price. But yeah, I think if you own it already on the Microsoft Store, it'll, it'll just be free.
1: All right.
0: All right, cool, cool. All right, uh, Brendan, what have you been doing recently, friend?
3: Well, I had to take two weeks off from the gym because I have tennis elbow, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, rough. And, How, yeah.
0: How'd you get that? Just, just lifting. Rough.
3: It's unfortunate, but you know it's alright. Dealing with it. Uh, show wise, I just finished watching Generation Kill, which is HBO oh, show. Oh, nice! Uh, I've never seen it before. I thought it was great. It was I really good. It
1: is, yeah. All right, all
3: right. Uh, I'd recommend it. Uh, game wise, I haven't really been playing anything other than, you know, State of Decay. I guess.
0: Okay. Cool. You've also cool. Me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Generation oh, yeah, Kill yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. is. Uh, I, I watched it with. I watched like the three punch of like Band of Brothers, The Pacific, and Generation Kill, mm-hmm. and they make like a really great.
0: Uh, I don't know, max uh now, <laughs> macro. Series, hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me let me just say for our listeners, I definitely know what Generation Kill is, but if I didn't.
3: <laughs> so it it pretty much it shows I believe um, they were the first boots on the ground in Iraq in the Iraqi war it's a group of marines and it just shows you know what they're dealing with and just the the fuck ups in command and no one really knows what they're doing it's very interesting
1: just the sheer incompetence on display in the chain is like infuriating (laughs) yeah absolutely but also like the, the boots on the ground guys are just like engaging to watch the way they deal with it I've also okay, not seen
4: this. Is this like a like a reality show or is this like a dramatization? No, 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 no. It's, a, it's a dramatization.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. uh John, you said you also haven't seen it, but just to be clear, I have seen it. I know everything
4: about <laughs> it. Right, right, right. I Really? Seen... What's his
0: name? Uh
1: Generation. Oh, God, God damn, it. It. damn it. I
2: already seen it.
4: We watched Band of Brothers. That was I thought it was great. We we started Band of Brothers this is one
1: of my favorite shows.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I so go agree. Over yeah. Uh, I, I haven't seen Generation Kill, but just by you describing it, it just gave me flashbacks. Not, not <laughs> to war, but it. to just incompetence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that, it, it, I'm sure it's not dramatized very much, so from <laughs> what you're making it sound like.
3: Yeah, we not. we had started the Pacific, but I don't know. We just stopped watching it. I think we yeah, was just it slow. Is. I like to it go It is back a different
1: sort of thing than
0: Band of Brothers is. It kind okay. of takes a different tack. Cool. All right, and uh, Flask, what have you Uh-oh. been doing recently?
1: Uh, well, I'll give another installment of Flask's uh, patient player corner, otherwise known as why did I make the choices I made, even I don't know. <laughs> All right, okay. play uh, the jingle? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he you doesn't have a jingle what?
0: for that. You play what? He said play the jingle. The jingle? Oh. The jingle for that segment you that you always do on every episode. That you oh, do. The
1: jingle. Right. I thought you said played Virginia. And I was like, isn't that an actual one? Anyway. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, Flask. As the producer, you should know that's like an actual song. And we can't use that because of copyright reasons. Oh, okay. Um next person. <laughs> so with the understand. recent Go with ahead. the recent
1: stuff about uh Warcraft three reforged, I uh I decided to finally pull the trigger and play the old version of Warcraft three. Uh like a version that I have had for a while and i have never gotten around to. So I just like i am not I didn't update it or anything, so it's not reforged. I just am playing like the classic Warcraft three. Um 'Cause I never played it. I, I watched my cousin play it back in the day. Uh and I always heard, you know, it was good.
0: Are there um, are there perfectly ethical ways to do that?
1: If you have an original copy and you don't like connect it to anything, then it can't be touched.
0: Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Um
1: because you're not, you know, you're not updating it. Okay. Um yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm playing through the the classic. But you can't play Warcraft online free. and stuff. So no, I'm, which I'm not doing anyway. So right, okay. okay. Um, gotcha. I'm just playing the campaign. It's fun. Uh, Reign of Chaos right now. I'm in. I'm in the middle of it thereabouts. Um, kind of cheesy, but you know the the good kind of cheese that you that you like from, uh, Blizzard writing. And uh, aside from that, also playing. <laughs> this is the weird one. Okay. I'm playing Dragon Quest 7 on the PlayStation 1. Uh, I started right. that. Yeah, so if you were to ask me, Flask, why are you playing that? I wouldn't have an answer for you. I, I don't answer. have an answer for myself.
0: I I'm just playing answer. Dragon
1: Quest 7 for the PlayStation. Even though people have always said that it's not really worth playing because it's way too long. And it doesn't have one of the better stories. Uh,
0: but I've, I've, I are you invested stri- in this series? Like, is this no. the first game that you played? In this I played series? Dragon Quest three. That's the one I played. Okay, when you played before this.
1: Uh maybe someday. Maybe someday I'll play eleven. That's the um, most recent one. I know There's folks I know. at home. That's the one people are saying is good right now.
4: It's pretty good. I, I did yeah. the only one I've played, and I did enjoy it.
1: Uh, I, was, I actually uh, i used to collect too. i used to collect strategy guides as a kid. You like pre pre-internet. I used to like strategy guides cuz I used to like looking at them and like seeing all the how how you get through the game, even if I didn't own mm-hmm. the game. So one of the strategy guides I had was for Dragon Quest 7. It was a good strategy guide by like pre-games ah, or whatever. It's all
4: paying off now.
1: Yeah. So I finally decided to play it because of the strategy guide I owned as a kid. So you're um, breezing through it. Breezing through it because I knew I know all the twists and turns, yeah. Right. you've you memorized the strategy guide and everything. Yep. Memorized Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a long-ass game, though, so I might not get through it for months and months, so I'll just play it a little bit at a time, along with Warcraft 3. And, uh, also, (laughs) playing, uh, finally got around to playing uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2 with Greg, so we're going through that right now.
0: Okay, I was wondering Uh, what you guys were doing the other day. Yeah, uh, we're, we're,
1: uh. We finally got around to playing Revelations too because that's where I am in the series chronologically. Cool. And we're putting
0: that up in the channel, so
1: that's cool. Awesome.
0: It's fun. As a that's it. is that is that all you got? Okay. Before that's we go, moving on to my stuff, I brought up something. All right, everybody, what's your favorite strategy guide? Ooh. I got <laughs> I got a, I got two answers. I have a hard time picking
1: official strategy guide like. Released uh, in book format, it, it could be third. Yeah, third party. sure. Well, yeah, I want
0: to. I want to say like you know like the the days of old. Like you would get like the the, the bound strategy guide and, and you know like okay. uh, I think I think it's hard to beat the Earthbound strategy guide. Of course, I'm sure Flask, maybe Eric are the only two that might know about that. But that was a very cute strategy guide. Um, but I never read I never it owned that. I, I haven't read it. So my favorite um, that I actually owned was Majora's Mask. Had like a lot of cool artwork and everything. Now, which was very, very what different. was
1: the brand of this one?
0: Oh, fuck. <laughs> Do you know? I don't, I don't know, dude. I mean, I, I could look it up, I'm sure. Okay, because I was going
1: to say... Uh, it's funny you should say Majora's Mask, because Versus Books, the brand Versus Books, made a Majora's Mask uh, strategy guide. And I always found that Versus Books had like the best strategy guides as a brand. I, I always thought they were better than Prima and Brady Games... Um, they were they were like more casual about it, but also more like they were just they were it was like another gamer telling you what to do instead of like an official capacity, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it was more uh, intimate than the usual than the other strategy guides. I like their Pokemon strategy guides. Uh, I had the one for Gold and Silver, and the, so yeah, the versus books Gold and Silver strategy guide was really amazing. That's probably my vote.
3: I think I was too yep. smart for them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need you them but it's fun to use them. Right,
1: right. <laughs> oh really? really are?
2: Yeah, yeah, are? the only it's the only one. Otherwise it was uh printing off cheat codes online yeah. from game FAQs. Was... <laughs> That's so, all. Wait,
1: what what gold and silver strategy guys did you have?
2: Oh god. I think it was the I think it was the Primo one. I don't okay. remember I do remember that I mean I was pretty young when I had it I was probably like six or seven <laughs> and I know I destroyed it like the oh, cover yeah.
1: gone the things like that that's what happened to have. mine yeah. <laughs> yeah I used to I loved looking through that
2: but I caught them all so I mean it must have been a good guide
1: of course the thing I liked about that one was it had every time a new Pokemon appeared in a region, it would like describe what the benefits and what the, basically the pros and cons of catching that Pokemon. I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. That is it was neat. It's like a gamer relating it to you. Like, here's what you had to know. Mm-hmm. Would there be
3: a con in collecting a Pokemon?
1: If they're a shitty Pokemon, <laughs> <I> don't <laughs> use them. Right, right. That's true for collecting purposes. Yes. People All right, cool. look down on you. Don't
4: don't don't catch that Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that one.
1: Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want a Bidoof.
3: It's yeah, so an old guy like winks at you after you catch a certain Pokemon.
0: <laughs>
1: Did you have an answer for the question, Andy? You asked it. But
0: oh, I said Majora's Mask. Oh,
1: right. Okay, that was your choice. Uh,
0: I mean, I I also I also hot shout out to the Earthbound one, just because yes, I Earthbound I, Earthbound I I didn't mask. I didn't read that, but you know. I've seen it posted online just because it's like, member remembered well by the people who had it. It's it's pretty yes. cool, and it's one of my favorite games too. So obviously I'm biased in that respect. All right, all right. Um, Andy, what have you been doing recently? All right, cool. I've been uh, I watched both seasons of Barry. I know Flask mm-hmm. has seen that season one at least. Yeah, I have seen season one. Yes. Who, who else here has seen it? Anybody? No. No, I don't even know what it is. I want it's to see it. It's a Bill Hader HBO show. He plays a um, hitman who is, you know, he's sort of a complicated character. You don't really, it's hard to read, that kind of thing. And first episode, he gets kind of drawn into this acting class. And the season one, well, I guess the, the show is about him trying to... Get further and further away from the hitman life and closer and closer to a real life, and um, he's doing that through this acting class that's being taught by um, Harry Winkler. So he's great in the show, Harry Winkler. And
1: even though he's like completely disillusioned, he can't seem to like break out of the cycle that he's
0: exactly. You know, it keeps bringing him back in. There's there's story reasons throughout the whole season that you know he's trying to balance. Um he, he takes a stage name, so the show illustrates that because he's trying to balance his identity as Barry Berkman, the hitman, and Barry Block, the, the actor. It's a. It's one of those shows where you talk about the premise, and I'm almost glad I didn't really know what the show was about until I watched it. Because, like, mm-hmm. there's just something about the premise that sounds really silly and dumb. It <laughs> is wacky. The, the thing I want to highlight about the show is that I think it, like truly does, like, strike a super strong balance between, like, intense drama and really good comedy. There's The word dramedy is, like, thrown around so much these days that it feels like it doesn't really mean anything, especially when you see, like, sometimes people will refer to Game of Thrones as a dramedy because Tyrion says funny lines or whatever. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Here I go killing again. Um...
2: The funny thing is that it's it's actually a true story, uh, and um, an, it's an auto an autobiography by uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's actually that's literally I can see that. hitman.
0: I mean, he oh. uh, that's that is the funny thing is that he he does seem to just be playing himself in a lot of times, but like he's really good as Barry, and I think he's like gotten nominee nominee or like you know nominations and stuff at the uh, the Emmys and whatnot.
1: Personally, I've always liked Bill Hader, and I think he does uh, a pretty good job not just yeah. in this role but in, in everything i've seen him in but this role especially he's like <laughs> uh not like he's not playing it like
0: super seriously but i think i think he plays it seriously enough when it matters though like the show yeah the show the show is very respectful of its tone you know like it doesn't it doesn't try to like make you laugh in the middle of, like, an intense drama. It lets the drama be the drama. And then if if it needs to cut the drama, it will. But, like, you know, it, it lets the moments be the moment. And, like, that, that's what I was going to try to say, is that, like, the, it really is, like, a, a super great dramedy. You know, I think it's a great balance between those two things.
1: I guess what I meant to say is he's not playing it like you would expect a hitman to be, like, this edgy, kind oh, of serious sure. character. Instead, he's, like, a... A, a rounded character with a lot of going on internally.
0: Right. And I, th- I think he's and, really
1: good at acting that internal struggle that he always has.
0: It some white spoilers, but one thing I like too, is that they didn't go the easy route and just make him a sociopath,
1: you know? Yeah, exactly. I think that's what I'm ma- getting at.
0: Yeah. Yes. Like ma- make him like unable to like have human emotions. Like he, he just seems, you know, broken in some way, and that's really fascinating to try to puzzle through as you're watching the show. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, highly recommend. Um, also, turned on by our friend Charlie, who, funny enough, was one of the people, many years ago, really wanted to do this podcast. Oop. And yet... Oop. Anyway, Succession. <laughs> Literally who? <laughs> succession, which is has been described in some ways as like a soap opera about a rich family and i watched season one essentially the show is about this uh, fictional media conglomerate uh owned by a rich family there's the tyrant father and a series uh, his children who all have their own kind of neuroses and uh almost everybody almost every major character on the show is more or less a bad person that you don't really want to root for and <laughs> i'm not saying that's makes this I'm, I'm not saying that as a point of criticism i I think it's really interesting that the show does that, and uh, one review that I read, I think from the AV Club, just to credit them, said that the show in season one is about like turning these characters that you love to hate into characters that you hate to love, where like despite how shitty and are and everything, you can just sympathize with the positions they're in. Mm. Okay. Um, I Succession, I think, starts out pretty slow. Uh, Barry, on the other hand, had. I think, 10 episodes per season. Each episode was only 30 minutes long. Succession is hour-long episodes, 10 episodes per season. So they're long episodes, long seasons. And I was even posting to Charlie saying, like, hey, I'm really not being grabbed by this show. And he was saying, yes, better. And I don't like saying that about shows. Like, yeah, just keep watching more of it and eventually I'll like it. But Succession definitely grabbed me like that around episode five or six. And um, the family dynamic... The way that, you know, power is played and the types of things that happen, really, uh, I'm starting to understand why there's a lot of reviewers calling it, like, a great tragedy in Shakespearean in nature. I've heard season two is even better, and I've just started it, so I can't really say much about that. But, of the two shows I recommend, or of the two shows I spoke about, I'd recommend both, but if you had to pick one, uh, pick Barry. Is
3: Succession also on HBO?
0: It is. Yeah, sorry. I should have said that. Succession's also an HBO show. And um Jeremy Strong is like the actor I'd highlight from Succession. I don't really kn- I can't like actually remember what he's been in. other I than he's a familiar face, but he kind of plays the main character in Succession if there's a main character and he's great. <coughs> I one goes um, on the
1: list, I guess. <laughs>
0: Then, still not a video game, but getting closer there, Uh, I played a new board game at a party a little while ago um, called Trial by Trolley. This is (laughs) the Kickstarter game, the newest Kickstarter board game from the um, folks over at... uh, uh, This is the newest one from the folks over at... um, Sinai and Happiness. They also did Joking Hazard. I was not a big fan of Joking Hazard, just to be, you know, frank. Um, and, uh... Basically, the game gamifies the trolley problem. And then, If you're not familiar with the trolley problem, uh, listen to episode... two episodes ago, where we uh, gave the trolley problem to Vito <laughs> to try to puzzle out. But, bri- briefly, um... The the conceit of the game is that there's one player who's the judge. That player is Trolley Tom. Trolley Tom is on a runaway trolley that uh, is going to bow into one of two tracks, and he has to pick which track he goes down. Whatever track he goes down, he's going to kill everything on that side. So all the other players in the game, they go through three rounds. Where in The first round, you draw three good cards. So it could be stuff like all of your pets, or Jesus Christ, or the Holy Grail, you know. And you place, you pick which one you think is going to be the most persuasive to the judge to place down on your end of the track, the two tracks or the two teams. And the idea is that if this is too good, the judge is not going to want to kill whatever's here. Then you do that again for the second round, You so you have two good cards. And then the third round, you place a bad card on, on the uh, opposite track, so that's flipping the incentives. Like I want the judge to kill this. One of my favorites was a portal to hell that closes only when the trolley hits it. <coughs> um, stuff like that. Then the final round, you play a modifier. Like, uh, for example, one team had a good card that was something like, um, "Mr. Rogers." Uh, you know, you don't want to kill Mr. Rogers, right? So we played some modifier on it that said. Uh, actually doesn't remember your name even though you've told him like 20 times. <laughs> and the modifiers like can be placed on any character or can be placed on any card and they're pointed to like a specific person on each card. So like you can decide however you want to modify it. Then at the end, the judge decides <coughs> what track he wants to kill. Everybody on the losing team gets a death token. The judge rotates and the teams are split Physically on the table by either side of the judge. So there's new teams every round. And once every player has been a judge, whoever has the fewest death tokens wins. Uh, it, it's a really, really fun party game. We played it with like 11 people. I knew about half the people there. It was definitely a lot more fun when the people I knew were the judge. So like if you like got a good group of uh, friends like we do that play board games and stuff, I definitely think you can have a great time with it.
1: It sounds pretty fun. Yeah, I thought that's what you described earlier, but uh, yeah, right. That'd be interesting to play. Um, yeah.
0: that, but that's all I have. Uh, Vito, what have you been doing recently, and um, you know, gaming-wise? In lieu of that, what shows you've been watching or whatever? I'm Wait, glad Luke? you
6: finally asked. Um, I've been playing Disco Elysium. Uh, because everybody uh, was talking about how great a game it is. And I'm really enjoying it. It's not a game that I would think I would enjoy because there's a there's a hell of a lot of reading in it. Um, I'm not one for reading, especially in my video games. Um, I like shooting. I like killing.
4: Reading. You wanna play bullet storm. <laughs> <laughs> right up your alley. Look, man by
6: Cliffy B. That's my boy Cliffy and I feel I like you're taking a dig at him
4: and he worked I hard bought on that Bolt game. I bought
6: And that game didn't get bad reviews too. So I bought it.
4: All for right. the Gears 3 beta. So what's the fucking joke? The Gears Judgment no, beta. Explain to me what the joke is. Yikes. Yeah, the Gears Judgment beta was... That, that was the joke. The Gears Judgment beta.
6: Nah, that's a shit game. Oh, they
4: keep shitting on that game, dude. They just... On what game? Oh, uh, Gears or the series. I don't want. I'm sorry. I hijacked your thing. I was, I'm you did hijack my
0: thing. But I understand. Um, yeah, sorry. Right. We've just been talking a while this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um,
6: I got a lot to say. But uh, yeah, Disco Elysium. Really fucking cool. Love the artwork. Love um, the uh, the writing style. It's really funny and also extremely depressing. I don't know. Were you guys like kind of depressed playing it or?
0: I figured you probably wouldn't be as depressed because you would be more desensitized to it than the rest of us. Oh uh, man, dude,
6: it doesn't nope. matter if you live uh, every day like that. I mean, it still, still hurts. The world is All right, that the I got one question
0: hope. for you, Vito. Before hope. I answer that, what do you know it? what your face is yet? Dude, I don't even want to know. I'm just You know what
4: your badge yet?
0: No, I mean, I honestly, Vito, like, um, you take the body dude, down yet? A lot of body's gonna John I,
6: can you stop nagging me about the body <laughs> body's <laughs> coming down All right. I,
0: actually, I'm it's actually not a whole lot going further anywhere. than
6: you it's a fucking dead body
0: I'm actually a lot not a whole lot further than you but I, I definitely think what they're going for is like hope in a hopeless world type of aesthetic you know what I mean like it's yeah. a very depressing destitute type world but I think that you're supposed to have reasons to hope or at least I don't know that, that's kind of what I'm looking into so far. You know, the I haven't redeeming to that moments point. and stuff.
6: Because uh, I, I
0: think I think you see it in like the little redeeming moments, like you know how much of a bro lieutenant Kim is to you, no matter d- despite how fucked up and whatever you are. You know,
4: yeah, like that, so that type of thing gives that. you hope for the world. Kim's ride or die. What's the first thing the game told you when you seen Kim?
6: That's my partner. Yeah, dude. He's been waiting for me. No, no, the
0: man. game told the game told you you have a feeling that this man would take a bullet for you.
6: Oh right, yeah, but I guess. Uh, oh I right. I don't remember who I am, so I kind of think it's kind of faking me out.
4: Like I trust your feeling. All right, have, what about that nice old lady I, you know? I kind of have a
6: feeling Kim did it. Kim, Kim's the murderer. That's oh, my, that's oh my god! I have, look, write me down for it. You have me on. Write audio. him down. Uh, what enough. about the nice old lady, right. then?
0: We're, we're, it's written down, set in stone.
6: Wheelchair yeah. lady? Nice old lady, I'd I'd take a bullet for her. I'd love it. Accomplice. She's Accomplice, light. yeah, she's
0: actually can. <laughs> no, don't talk Just about that. That's right. the nicest right.
6: anybody's can, ever been to me in this. Can, can I spoil <laughs> a tiny
0: thing about that wheelchair lady? Sure. I. It's not even a spoiler, but the way she talked to me, I was, like, certain she had a companion quest. And it wasn't until I, I like, talked to like John or Flask later on that I learned that. Uh, no, she doesn't want anything of
4: you.
6: The she game,
0: the game, the game has one companion, and it's Lieutenant Kim.
4: You know, Vito took the pin mm. from her and pawned it. Are you I'm kidding, kidding me? Did he I'm... actually
0: pawn it? I'm gonna
6: get it back. I just pawned
1: it. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I <told> That's what, <laughs> I That's what people me. say when they've lost control of their fucking
0: live veto. <laughs> I exactly. what, well, it doesn't matter. I, I just borrowed it for a while, and I'm gonna give it back, and she's gonna be fine, and she's not gonna know. And it... I told the pawn shop that
6: I'd be back in a couple days... Alright, it's not going anywhere, the body's coming down too, everybody leave me alone.
4: <laughs> he, did, he did have the option, he actually, he did say like, uh, can you put this behind the desk? I did, I, I think, uh, to sell sell I told it. him,
6: hang on to it, I'm coming back, as soon as I make my money,
0: <laughs> I have no money. As soon no as I enough <laughs> bottles. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, uh, I can't even, i living
6: on the street right now, I can't even afford my fucking hotel room, I tried to break in, I can't. It's bad, one thing, man.
0: uh, just one thing game. I think you should, uh, um, <laughs> accentuate. <laughs> what, what 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 skill level did you do? Like, uh, what, what are you my, focusing what's on? The
6: breakdown? I'm like, uh, I'm the sensitive, uh, is the name of the uh, class I pick. So it's high psyche and high physique and Imagine low... Imagine not
0: making your own custom class.
6: Yeah, see, John said that, but it's like, if the game gives me three to choose from, and then it's like, and you could also make your own, I feel like, you know, it, one of those... Three classes, like, is how the developers intended you to play. I don't know. I, I, no, I don't no, I'll, I'll, I'll be it.
1: honest. I I made my own class, and I feel like later in the game, I was struggling with certain things that I wanted to do but couldn't because right. I had loaded out a, a certain way. But, but all, I mean, it, is that is that inevitable though? Is, like, well, that's what the thing. It what kind of is, but also I wanted to do the things. <laughs> like I just wanted it both ways. I don't know. I get you. But Sorry. with those Sorry, classes, so there's
6: three classes, and I guess they'd they load up uh, one trait um, in particular, right? And then the rest are not as good. But they load it up to five. When you make a custom class, I don't think you could put anything at five. So it's like you end up just being like average at if, everything. No, I
0: think it's the opposite. I think yeah, you just that, need to mess with it. You can, you can go higher than five yeah. like on custom classes. Cause that was the only that, reason. Yeah, I did I'm almost wrong. the
4: exact uh, intelligence thing, except for I just like, I, I copied almost exactly, but I bumped my intelligence up by, like, two more, and I think I took, like, one away from both my, uh, physical and... Okay, my, well, then, uh, I'm psychic. wrong, then. But, you I, know what, I just yeah, wanted to pick the class, because... No, I don't think I do not even want to pick it, like I said, it's, I... I no, 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 I was I was just giving you shit, like, I...
6: I no, that's fine, but... definitely was, nothing wrong with it. It's a good point you make, I mean, it's, it's just, it was a class I picked because it's not a character I play in video games. Like, if I'm making my own custom class, you know, I'm gonna make them... You know uh smart and uh, you know I, I always play the intelligence guy. this was fun. I'm playing as like a fucking he's dumb as dirt uh, he constantly is making a fool of himself and it's fun you know? I will we
0: get say, a, self, a self insert
4: It's a little intimidating when you do click on the custom class and you see all like the um,
0: the options. It, it and wants stuff. you to
4: pick one specialty and you can pick from any of the like sub things and you, you don't know what any of them do.
0: And there's what thirty?
4: Yeah, I just picked Encyclopedia because it sounded good, and I did pay yeah. off. But uh, yeah, that part's that's a, cool. <laughs>
0: that's a. Fun I I ended up. Have, well, yeah. I like, it's not. It,
4: I had like a nine in it. Maybe maybe yeah. this kind of
0: kills the fun, but like I had such a hard time at that choice. I even like I found a non-spoiler reference, like that just generally <laughs> described what those what the what some of those skills actually did. You know. Um, I um
6: I'm having a lot of fun with this class, especially because. I feel like I'm playing as this character. I don't feel like it's me, because I'm not this person. I'm a genius. You guys know that. Um, mm. But I'm I'm no playing comment. as a character, so when I'm making genius. decisions. I'm trying to make them in line with this character, and yeah, it's like a like an extra role playing element. Because I, I feel like in most games, I try to make a character that's like obviously, if you're making a custom class, you're gonna make you're gonna prefer traits that you know, you enjoy and stuff, but I made a, my guys dumb as dirt, and um, constantly embarrassing himself. <laughs> cool. I, I mean, but you like, have a connection so. to the city. But I have a connection, that, dude, I feel the city.
1: You feel the city running through city. you. And you run through the city.
6: Also, i I mean, like, so I have high psyche, so I'm able to, like, I don't know, be like, Sentimental with people and kind of persuade them to do things. Yeah, you
0: can. Maybe you, can,
6: you couldn't, s- even if you were really smart. Yeah, you know? I
4: couldn't at all. They're like authority is one of them, and you I. You
6: guys got
3: all the book smarts. Uh- so I just kind of feel bad for you. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I
0: had no Yeah, way you have like a did. melted painted face. Like, they probably just like think that you're some freak and try to, you know, sympathize with you.
6: Actually, I'm beautiful. The old lady said I was very handsome. And I and I have, uh.
0: That's exactly what you'd say to somebody with a melted painted face.
6: No, but I have a high physique, so I actually am handsome.
0: I just need your strong.
6: Butterface. No, well, because I'm. I don't think it makes me strong. Well, I have high physique, but I have low motor skills. So it's like. <laughs> I don't even know what to fucking do with myself. Frankenstein? I got got big lobster (laughs) (laughs) claws. I've had some funny experiences in that game. I tried to fight that big uh, measure head
4: guy. (laughs) I tried to fight him...
6: too many times. <laughs> but I'm
4: going get him though. <laughs> Did you get the booze bed. in you? You gotta get some booze in you. I gotta
6: get some. booze. I can't find. I can't find booze. Can't find smokes.
4: Yeah, go to the store. the The convenience store. where You turn the bottles in. The it's on like a left side.
0: I think you gotta like click on it. I'm sorry, John. But, do, you,
6: do you think I have money to do that? Hey,
0: well, oh, no. Hey, he's bored. a. He's sensitive though. He might. He might be able to master his electrochemistry.
4: That's true, dude. Maybe you can talk your right way past him.
0: I. I cannot. You um,
1: oh, do don't subscribe to race theory. I'm all Half Life. Dude, Half
0: Life. I I start like I'm, I'm I I adjusted <laughs> that not that long ago in my game. I like uh, I don't want to speak actually about that. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Vito, Vito, is that all you got? Uh,
6: I guess so. Yeah, been playing uh Disco right. Elysium. Cool. And
3: then, all right. And before and our
0: break, I just wanted to touch on this next talking point I don't know how much we have to say about this but uh, it's something that we've kind of talked about as a group quite a bit and some months ago I was doing some uh, Google and all that and I stumbled upon that there's actually an academic discussion about this and there's a term for it and the the term is ludonarrative dissonance Uh, ludonarrative dissonance is the conflict between a video game's narrative told through the story uh, and the narrative told through the gameplay Ludo, meaning ludic, as in gameplay, and narrative, obviously story. So, um, the example that I always go to when I think about this phenomenon is that I think Rockstar Games, maybe before Red Dead 2, um, were are, are big examples of this, where GTA 4 is a shining example in my head. Nico Bellic is this former Eastern European mercenary who's done bad shit and i don't want to do any more killing roman and then (laughs) so much of just like the mission to mission gameplay is you killing doing the killing (laughs) (laughs) doing the killing you kill like even even if you only kill for the story you kill hundreds approaching thousands of people i'm sure um and that's that's fun because that's what gta is but It does, like, kind of, like, maybe break your suspicion of disbelief uh, and make you not able to engage with the narrative. But I guess what I'm getting at is that there's a question here, right, about how much we care about this. Because one could argue that, like, games like GTA 4, who cares about the narrative as long as the gameplay is fun, you know? Mm
5: Mm-hmm.
6: i have been uh seeing this pop up in a lot of like different forums the term uh, ludonarrative uh dissonance and and in most cases people are talking about rockstar i think they're like the uh the biggest culprit of something like this but i understand it's hard because they come from you know making these open world games but as of recent you know gta4 i think or maybe even san andreas they're they're writing these like really cinematic
0: uh stories. So, how do you do both? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean I I think I I Yeah. It is hard to do both. I mean, I mean I think Red Dead 2 does the best they've ever done with approaching that where, you know, it's a it feels a lot more organic when you experience it for your first playthrough than it actually is. But stuff like you've done some bad shit, and then you Arthur can sit down and talk to Mary and or whoever at the camp, and he's like, I keep killing folk. I don't know why. I'm just killing animals for fun. You know what I mean? There I went killing again. Um, to killing what you're saying, Vito, um, I kind of want to highlight a few other examples. Because you're right, Rockstar is a big... Example of this, I think maybe even a bigger example is Naughty Dog with the Uncharted series. That's one thing <laughs> that people kept pulled out, and Naughty Dog is actually interesting because in academic circles, the referenced um, whatever academic circles exist for this, because um, they've actually gone out and talked about ludonarrative dissonance and in huh. interviews before, and they basically say they've their sh- response has been like from it doesn't exist to we don't care. That it exists, <laughs> and they so in Uncharted, and so the argument is, you know, Nathan Drake is this sexy adventurer, charming, lovable rogue, yeah. exactly. And then in all the missions, you kill hundreds and hundreds You're slaughtering
6: of slaughtering people. people. I didn't even think about that. You are just fucking shooting people with machine guns. Yeah, in like, Uncharted
0: Four, if you get a thousand kills, you get an achievement or a trophy called. Pluto narrative dissonance. Yeah, I was going to meant to.
5: That's
4: great. 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 Yeah, kind of on Th- the opposite end. It's only your toe on Uncharted. Uh, you know that he doesn't have health? When, you, when you're getting shot at, it's not you taking bullet damage, it's your luck running out. And then, you know, when you're what? out of health, that's your luck running out and you're actually getting shot. Uh, it's what? official Uncharted canon. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
6: Oh, that's uh, how I could take so many uh, bullets.
4: You're not actually, you're not actually getting hit until you get hit once. Also, back in the Rockstar thing, I think maybe that's what they tried to do with number five by having different protagonists. Like you had Trevor, the crazy guy, who you could go out and murder people and stuff. Right, right. But like
1: giving the
6: the audience an out, or the gamer yeah. an out. I did yeah. not
4: like the three. Pro- well, I just didn't like the three protagonists. I thought maybe it could have worked there better, but I, I did not like Trevor. I didn't really like care for any of them actually.
6: I liked the uh, main guy. Michael. Michael. I thought Michael's
3: I, the I, only I, one I that I, I liked. Yeah. I, thought, I, mean, uh, I thought the other
0: Michael guys were boring. Michael. Michael was the was probably the best developed character, and I don't know what that says for Rockstar because Michael was also the least unique character of like Michael is the prototypical GTA protagonist. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But he, uh, I also agree
0: he's the most characterized and like the most compelling character in this game. Um, the other example, and this one is even more esoteric that I wanted to bring up about lunar narrative dissonance is um, actually where the t- the term was coined. The term was coined by a fellow named Clint Hawking, and I think he was of Luc- LucasArts when he wrote this, in a blog post about Bioshock. Oh yeah, and Bioshock. His mm-hmm and somebody else who maybe read the post can... It's fairly high level. I didn't fully understand everything he was saying, but um, I think his point is that in Bioshock, the game, at least until the twist, even after the twist, you know, you're know, you being led by Atlas to take down Andrew Ryan, and you're being introduced to Andrew Ryan's um, philosophy and everything, and um, Andrew Ryan is uh, this guy who created this city and the main thing that like makes this city different than anything, right, is the powers. And so the powers then are, like, villainized in the narrative as, like, the terrible thing that the city has produced. You know, this is how far Andrew Ryan's po- like, this is his policies in action and all that, you know. Yeah. The generation of these powers and the fight over that but then the gameplay asks you to just have as much fun as possible with those powers. <laughs> so you as the player <laughs> have like no actual reason to oppose anything that Ryan's done like cuz like the one reason that you're being given you are having the fun with. That's where the fun comes from. So yeah, but all, a,
6: you're not supposed to feel like a little not guilty per se, but like when you when you take one of those powers, don't they kind of like disturbingly Like transform your body in grotesque ways that are not appealing. Like clearly, there's something wrong.
0: But so it shows you that. But then you like that's where all the fun of the game is. Like you could almost argue that that
1: that that transformation sequence is part of the narrative as well, and it's not like matching up with the uh, the gameplay benefits. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I haven't played Bioshock in a while, but isn't he also telling you to? Do these things? Yeah, he is. Which is which is like you have no choice. Which is the twist,
4: right? Yeah, but right. I don't know if he ever tells you specifically to use like a uh, what are they I really don't remember. Uh, he does. Oh, he he said like inject yourself and
1: yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. well, I, mean, that, I guess I mean that that does kind of fit in then. You didn't really have a choice.
1: Small correction on my part. Atlas never does actually tell you to inject the first plasmid, but you can't leave the room without using it. So. I guess Jack just feels like it's necessary. Come back when you get some
5: money, buddy. Yeah,
1: I, I think, I think that would have been cool if it wasn't Well, the then you kind of choose mechanic. to continue doing each one in, in turn. You just yeah. choose to become like yeah, a I superpowered mean, I mean, monstrosity.
3: I mean, if you have, you know, fire for your hands, fuck it. I do vaguely
4: remember <laughs> you, like, your, like, veins with, like, pulse or something, but it was never any... Was ever explained why those people went crazy off the stuff and you with Adam, right? Adam and you didn't. Yeah. Just you weren't long enough down there. Or why, why were Why was everyone crazy down there? Basically, so it became tried.
1: a it became a scarcity, and people were fighting over it. And it was the lack of you it eventually made crazy, I believe. Sea madness, sea, sea
4: madness. madness,
3: ocean madness.
4: Yeah, that would I think it would have been cool if there was kind of a mechanic. There was like a drawback from using the powers.
6: Like losing yeah. your sanity. There's a sanity mechanic a lot
4: yeah. of the games these days, but
1: I don't know. yeah, well, may, yeah, maybe yeah, But then you run into the something. yeah, you run into the problem of like, don't do this cool thing, where <laughs> the game provides you this like super cool superpowers, and then it's like you can't use them though, or else you'll be a bad guy, right? Well, no, no, uh, bad
4: guy. I don't think it would make you a bad guy. I think it would just have to be a negative associated with it, like. uh yeah, maybe the more you have... I don't remember exactly how it worked. Maybe the more you have equipped, you know, it's just like uh, there's a drain on your health or something. Not that you mm-hmm. can't use them, but there's got to be...
6: I definitely yeah. felt there's was something wrong with them when I was... There's, I, I mean, Zip- other uh, than another, the game
4: telling you, like, oh, your veins are weird. Like, there was no negative to you as a player, though.
0: Yeah.
6: Like, when there's a bee like, high, like bees coming out of my arm. Ugh, it's fucking... <laughs> yeah, but,
0: this, like, what, but, like, what if... What if what if there were friendly NPCs in the game, and that using those powers made them hostile to you, or using those powers caused yeah, you some type it. of permanent permanent disability to your character, like movement or health or something like that? Mm.
4: Yeah. Part well, of the I problem. With
0: that. I recommend everybody read that blog post if they're interested in the in this yeah, discussion. But mm. I'll, I already, or it's in the notes, but I'll um, highlight this quick little blurb that I think adds some nuance to what you guys were just talking about. In the game's mechanics, I'm offered the freedom to to choose an objectivist approach. An objectivist approach, in this case, is using the powers. Objectivism just meaning um, doing whatever is best to advance me. You know, becoming the most powerful. I am am offered the freedom to choose an objectivist approach, but I also have the freedom to reject that approach and to rescue the little sisters, even though it is not in my own net best interest to do so. So that's in the game's mechanics. Yet in the game's fictions, on the other hand, I do not have the, that freedom to choose between helping Atlas or not. Under the ludic contract gameplay, if I accept to, off, to adopt an objectivist approach, I can harvest the little sisters. If I reject that approach, I can rescue them. Under the story, if I reject an objectivist approach, I can help Atlas and oppose Ryan. And if I choose to adopt an objectivist approach, well, too bad. I can stop playing the game, but that's about it. Hmm. So another conflict is the game off, the gameplay mechanics offering you two paths that go on that represent the, the game's two core philosophies, but the narrative doesn't actually budge to uh, offer you those two paths to go on as well. Right. So that creates another dissonance between the gameplay and the story.
1: It's funny that Bioshock was the first ex- the example used to coin this because my first experience with ludonarrative dissonance actively harming a game for me was Bioshock Infinite. Oh, really? First of all, the gameplay loop is kind of boring in that game, more so than I, I think than the first two BioShock games. But also, the story of BioShock Infinite is, I think, really good. Um, or it's the good part of that game. And the story, the, the characters in the story, act a certain way, talk a certain talk, and then when you get to the gameplay, you're just slaughtering like regular people a lot. A lot of regular people. You're just killing <laughs> all over. You're just like wiping out a city full of people, and it's it's it does not, you know, mesh at all. It doesn't yeah. feel like you're taking the character from the narrative and having them used in the game. I
0: think that's even worse than in the first game, like you said, because like uh, in the first game, all the people you kill were like almost like feral zombie type. Yeah, right? you could write them yeah. off to an extent. Yeah, yeah, they were they were. Uh... What's the word? Permissible.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: But an in infinite that the city is like live and actually not thriving, yes. but like
1: it's still going. <laughs> those are like, those are real human. Oh, beings. Oh, there's people
6: like still living and operating in that. And in, I played that oh, yeah. fucking, oh, yeah. yeah. but I didn't beat yeah. it right. I got like, bored. The city's fine.
1: I mean, the worst you can say about them is that they're racist and like classist and everything. Oh, never. Like mind, they're man. not good people. Oh, fuck kill them all! Kill That's <laughs> even worse, actually. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, kind of the honestly, Flash. That kind of makes me worry about you now that you brought that up. <laughs> you know,
4: other than that, <laughs> they are not so bad. No, you know, you know, um, a game I'm thinking about is uh, it's kind of even a meme with the game, the Yakuza series. Oh
0: yeah, I was just about yes. to play uh, Yakuza <laughs> Zero soon. Because
4: in canon, as far as I understand it, Kiru never kills anybody. That's like his thing.
0: But there's clearly like
4: cutscenes. <laughs> Where I grab a man, <laughs> and pull him in front of me to shield me from being riddled by an AK, and then throw that man at somebody else, and it's like, not Does that I count do as it. killing,
6: though? Like, if you're I, saving I,
4: yourself, and... Another, another you scene. You're not shooting the bullets. <laughs> well, hold on, it's funny you said that, because there's some driving scenes where you have a gun, and I've shot a car, and I've watched it explode in the background <laughs> with people. Like, explode and fly off of a highway. Yeah, but you I've crashed a okay, I crashed a helicopter once, with just shooting down. it. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I guess. That's I awesome. guess you can all explain it, But yeah, it's almost—it's it's kind of. I mean, it's not like too crazy. I mean, sometimes it is, but for most of the time, you're not. I guess it's not. I guess Japanese it's make bad. course. Mm-hmm. Kn- yeah. Right? I guess that's uh, a lesson.
6: Uh, uh, I don't want to drag this on too long, but um,
4: I punched a man with a grenade too in my hand. The grenade blew fine. up in my hand and his face.
0: You're fine, Vito. What are you do what are you got? What do you got to say?
6: I know. I was gonna say. I, I don't know if this is really a great example of this, but like it's something that's fucking pissed me off. I know we keep going back to Gears of War, but Gears of War Five.
0: This might as well be a Gears of War hate cast at this point. I <laughs> oh, do. I could take hey, a it three hours. Yeah.
6: Um. Yeah. Like one of my biggest problems, maybe the biggest problem I have with uh the downfall of uh, the Gears the, of War series is. Yeah, I know what you mean. The. Way the characters' personalities and 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 they, they, complete just,
0: tonal dissonance. The tone yeah, does not match. It's
6: tonal dissonance. Yes. Exactly. So you got fucking Baird and JD and uh, what's the other guy's name? DJ. DJ. <laughs> DJ and JD. I, I, well,
5: I, uh,
6: they're all fucking laughing and making these quirky. They're having fun, man. Having the time having, of their lives. Having fun, dude. This is a fucking uh, depressing dark
0: series like you're talking about the and these guys game. grew up in this too like these are these are super yeah. happy f- having Imagine. fun guys who grew up in this in the world from gears of war 3 like
6: yeah and and they're making jokes and having fun it just doesn't it it just it irks me to be There's five
0: well irks not me. perfect
4: is a lot better about that I mean, it's not a perfect campaign, but I remember Ge- Gears Four. It's like not like it's Marcus just like kidnapped. Mm. And they're like shlibadidipadipadip. Marcus is gone. Where's <laughs> <With> my dad? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Gears Five. It's, it's a little better, but we still have to play that. We didn't. Get to we the do. The computer.
3: But in I the think, original um, series, Baird was like the, the comic relief. Who I always hated, but still, he was the right, one character. The one who guy. was always like that. But then the new series, they're <laughs> all and like the,
0: that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I. I feel like somewhere something went totally, yeah. totally yeah, wrong. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> where, where people thought Baird was the best character, or something, and I, I have no idea why. Because like Do everybody's becoming that? a Baird. Yeah. People, he, the, he got his own fu- He got his own fucking solo game. Every, all he the did. new characters are just like mini Bairds. Like it's, it's frustrate. It sucks. It did. I and think the, it started in Gears
4: Three. On? It started getting there with like Jace, and uh, and Gears Four was just off the fucking chain. You try. They pull it Everybody back a little was bit, but they still have moments.
6: I guess the masses um, didn't like the the dark fucking uh, dialogue and Ty having to fucking kill himself. But uh, we want
0: to, to rally, rally, back to the main point though, um, just had a couple more. Are you quick sure you don't want to shit on
6: war to... a little bit more? I have yeah, another yeah, example. Oh um,
0: yeah, no, uh, yeah me too. Well, let me let me finish my thing first, just because I think <laughs> yeah. they're good. Uh, they're good contrasting. Um. I want to bring up that there's ex- there's like two more types of many examples that I, want, that I want to highlight. One is games that like intentionally use ludonarrative dissonance as a tool to express something. Something like Army of Two, where the narrative is one level of absurd, and the gameplay is ten mo- times more levels of absurd, and that that is dissonant, but also the absurdity is the point. So that's like, that's them employing that to to express the game's theme some more. Dude, that is and then a there's there's also a, a spec ops the line, which oh, seems yeah. like a violation of that until the end when it, um, the dissonance is resolved, and um, that that also has a satisfying thing. And I I can't really speak about that without spoiling we... that game. And it's an old game, but I don't want to spoil it because it yeah. To me, that game has it, it, a
1: different problem, but it's to different. does is like dealt with? I think. Yeah, well, but that, to me, I think it has the, a the different. The great thing about the,
0: it, does, I I'm not I don't like that game. <laughs> I'll just say that yeah. I, I think it's a bad game. Um, and finally, I think that there are little tropes that are just inherently to dissonant that so many games use. And the the one I had in mind was think about how many times you kill a boss. And then, in the cutscene, the boss uses a move that it didn't use in the boss fight mm-hmm. to actually not die and then escape, so that you can fight the boss again. later. or
6: worse, mm-hmm. beats you and you lose the boss fight, even though you exactly. just beat his even ass. Worse. Yeah, yeah, that drives me so crazy. Lazy.
0: All
1: right, I did but, have uh, a so you guys uh, had e- Yeah, I did have a uh, thematic example that is franchise wide for this franchise, Pokemon. Uh, the theme of uh, let's not fight. Let's all be friends. Pokemon are our friends, and yet the entire premise of the franchise is about <laughs> basically fighting. dog fighting. Yes. Yeah. They enjoy so, it. Stop it <laughs> <laughs> they they love practicing by fight. They have to use it or else they you lose. Even
0: it. though we have to have these hospitals in every town, <laughs> <just> to... <laughs> they
1: actually
6: die if you don't if you don't fight them. Oh, they <laughs> need it. It's like.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's biological. H- 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 the know, there's a like pig
4: Pokemon, there's like a pig on a spring, and if it stops jumping on the spring, it dies. Are
3: you serious? Yeah, spring. Yeah. That, that's lore? Yeah, yeah, the owner kills it. it for not fighting. Cannon.
1: <laughs> holds it still, like,
0: picks it up, and doesn't let it jump. Alright, um, that's all I had on that. Anybody else have you know any more that... examples? Yeah, did
1: you know that Mad Cargo had... is as hot as the surface of the sun?
2: <laughs> oh god.
1: Yeah, or you're fucked air? up when I threw him out of my PokeBall.
2: I, I the one I thought of immediately with this was actually the the gameplay of Halo versus the story.
1: Okay. And oh yeah. It's How not so? like
2: the biggest culprit compared to everything else we've talked about so far. But I always think of like the cutscenes where where they're like, you have to save humanity and then, like, it goes back to the gameplay and you, like, hop in a Warthog, which is, like, <laughs> the, like, the, like, You just, you just drive, drive around in, like, a,
0: a floaty jeep for, like, yeah, minutes.
2: And then you, like, oh, you, like, could do this like you get hit by something and you roll and you just, like, take yeah. out your friend and they go flying, like.
0: I think I think that definitely is, like, far more tame, but I see, I see what you mean. And then, like, like there's, like... The grunt
2: enemies that like try and suicide bomb you. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like really wacky at times. Yeah, we, yeah. But definitely. it's just, it's it's fun that way. I think that's almost like it's like a positive um, use uh, of this dissonance mm-hmm. because because it would just be kind of boring if if yeah. So similar actually... to army
0: army of two, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Well. That's all we got on that. Then um uh, let's go ahead and head to a break, fellas. I'm
3: gonna grab a beer, beer back. You can have any beer you want, as long as it's a corona.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. How is uh how has coronavirus affected the bar business?
6: I'm moving. I'm gonna need toilet paper. Alright, I'm back. Hi John, uh t- Andy, we finished it. Yeah, we're done. Oh,
3: cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys, went through that news in record time.
6: We, we figured it out, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually oh, pretty cool.
0: easy. We don't need you. Yeah. Oh. Great. Alright. Andy. Good night. All right. Uh, well, no, this this good is like this working. is the only thing keeping me going. So. Uh.
6: <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. What,
0: yeah. Whatever, dude. Uh, all
4: right. Yeah. You're still talking? Yeah. Is some signs to do or something or what? Yeah. All she right. Uh, we already have one scientist. His name's yeah. uh Eric John and he's the greatest man
0: to ever live. Why would we need you? Alright. Oh, thanks. Uh well with the support of all my friends, we're back. Um let's, uh, hop, let's hop into the news, I I guess. Alright, play the news jingle. Alright, throw it at That's us. Throw the news jingle. Good jingle. Alright, news jingle. We'll
4: Bum, 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 bum. Hit
1: it. No, that was it. I played it. It was you.
0: All right. All right. Cool. Um. So some more Resident Evil Three news. Uh, did we talk? We might have to touched on that. No, no. Sorry, that was offline. When we talked about it. Um. So this is news to me. The game was has <laughs> actually been in development for three years. Um. It basically. Seems like Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes were started around the same time, um, and Resident Evil 2 remake was finished first and released first, obviously. And the sheer success of the Resident Evil 2 remake has apparently raised the bar significantly for the Resident Evil 3 developers, which, as we kind of talked about several episodes back, it's funny because that's just another parallel that this remake has with the uh, development of the original <laughs> Resident Evil <That's> 3. True. <laughs> So I mean, as a, as a result, specifically like, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, I guess just to recap, Resident Evil Three, um, was originally a spinoff game, and um, it CVX was not expected was supposed to be the next main title, right? Yeah, and the game, I, I, I can't even quite remember the details. Flash, you might remember better than me.
6: Veronica but. X was supposed to be like Resident Evil Three, and Nemesis yeah. was gonna be like the spinoff <laughs> side story. X. And I guess...
1: Right. Um, oh, they, G- they like was- what Jill did during Resident Evil 2, basically.
0: <laughs> was and, like and was story. it was it, was it the fact that Code Veronica wasn't doing well or something? Or at some point along um, the lines, fairly late in development, uh, the nemesis was slapped with the mainline title. So all of a yeah. sudden, like the bar was raised significantly for them to to rise to the challenge to be uh, a Resident Evil game. And a different one, different mainline title than what they'd done before. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess specifically they talked a bit about Nemesis and how uh, when Resident Evil 2 came out, the Resident Evil 2 Mr. X basically blew the version of Nemesis they had out of the water. <laughs> so that forced them to like go back to the drawing board and like remake how Nemesis is done. Um, I don't really want to go too much into details about what they talked about that because some of you guys might find that to be spoilers because you're going to want to find out Really? about how he works on your first time through. I mean, maybe I should talk about it, but, like...
6: Yeah, you know, I, I never played Nemesis. i played a lot of the Resident Evil games, so I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm more just interested, and I kind of want to
0: hear it. Unless anybody can. Well, okay, well, I mean, like, the the biggest thing that I thought, and which may or may not be a good thing for you guys, is uh, Nemesis, I think, is going to, like... He can just appear anywhere, so he can, like, teleport around, which makes it makes him more of a threat, but... A bit less of an organic threat, the maybe Nemesis Everywhere was. system. Well, how is that right.
1: difference
6: from different than uh, Mr. X? Because
0: I, mean, I think could... Mr. X would come, would like uh, he w- he was restricted to the police station, and he wouldn't always attack you. Nemesis follows you throughout pretty much the whole game. Okay, okay. Also, I, mean, I like, know...
3: he sprints at you too. He's not walking right. like Mr. X.
0: Holy shit! And he's got the
4: got the fucking vine arm.
3: I ain't not fuck around. Got like a, um, I don't think a
4: tentacle arm. And he yeah. got a flamethrower in this one. I don't. Did, he didn't always have that, right? That big ass flamethrower.
3: That's new. I don't remember. He had a rocket launcher. I, yeah, yeah, I think he. Maybe he just had he, a rocket launcher.
0: Maybe he yeah, how the fuck launcher, are you yeah. gonna
4: fight this guy, man? Well, that's the thing. So I
3: in
6: know, the,
0: man.
4: in, in the third game, I don't know how they're doing it in this one, but it, it was optional to fight him um, for the most part in number three. You know, mm-hmm. in the in the earlier parts of the game. But if you did beat but, him, I believe you yeah. got like parts uh, to a gun, right? You got
0: like, upgrades modifications, and like, gun parts and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. You're
6: saying like every time he appeared, if you did beat him in that instant, you'd yeah. get a part to a gun. Yeah, he, he would, was he was would drop him. something. Mob, yeah. Yeah.
0: Similar
1: to the way Mr. X worked in Resident Evil 2, but yeah, it was like very definitive a, ch- a choice in Resident Evil 3. Like It would literally split the screen and say, do you want to run or do you want to fight? Oh,
0: right. Yeah,
4: um, so I'm interested so, to see how they do that in this one.
0: If they keep mm-hmm. it up, or so yeah. And, and, and another thing, or, uh, sorry, I I'll let you go ahead before I.
6: I was just um, gonna. Uh, I'm sure you were gonna say it, but so I did read that he could follow you into safe rooms now.
1: That has been debunked yeah, yeah. Recently. Oh really? That has been debunked. yeah. That's the it was a ju- okay. apparently it was a journalist who said that. He, he didn't expect Nemesis to be able to follow him into a room that appeared to be safe, not a safe room. Oh. <laughs> we, 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 so
4: yeah, There are rooms that have typewriters, but they're not safe rooms, so you can save in there, but it's not an actual safe room.
1: And that's from the original also, or? No, right? that's that's just in the remake that he was... Right. Oh, okay.
4: I think the... I, I posted a little while ago. There's an article. Uh, so there, there are actual safe rooms, and apparently the music is different in them. That's how you'll you'll know the difference.
6: Mm. The classic Resident Evil safe room music that makes me feel happy and
0: warm. and yeah. <laughs> So in this article, the Resident Evil 3 developers, on top of all the Nemesis stuff, said that what they really wanted to deliver with Resident Evil 3, which, you know, of course, is a bit of corporate speaking there, is they wanted to deliver a horror experience that was unique uh, even compared to the Resident Evil 2 remake. So what, what that means is a bit unclear, but based on what some people were saying, you know, comparing and contrasting Resident Evil 3 that I saw online, um, it seems like the speculation is that it's just going to be a lot more action-oriented than Resident Evil 2 was, a lot more focused on the combat, managing different types of ammo, that type of thing, guns, that kind of thing, Uh, which is, I think, sort of similar to how Resident Evil 3 sits in the mainline series, kind of juxtaposed between Resident Evil 2 and 4, where 4 is far more in that action direction than even three was, with three a step in that direction. I hope it's not,
1: like, egregiously action-oriented. Yeah, yeah
0: I hope so, as yeah. well.
6: The article that I read, the interview <laughs> with, I don't know, whoever it was from uh, the team, was a little... And I'm not the only one who thought this, was, like, all the comments. Uh, it, it sounded like they were a little... Uh, what's the word? This was, um, like, a preemptive interview uh, it sounded like they were sca- pre-written no it sounded like they were they were scared
4: Apprehensive.
6: Uh, no it sounded like they were they were interviewing and um scared that maybe people weren't gonna like it and this was like a a defensive um oh I see what you're statement. saying it's uh
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying Pre- yeah preemptive defense yeah yeah Kind of like priming people,
5: maybe. Right. Is what
0: you're trying mm-hmm. to say. Like, oh, Resident Evil
6: Two made it really hard to make this game, so you know <laughs> we did some yeah. we did some interesting <laughs> things with Nemesis and. Uh, right. You know. That's possible. Emoji.
0: Yeah, I I didn't read that tone into it, but uh, I I see what you mean. But they've been such
6: on uh, uh, they've been on a, a streak lately, Capcom. So I, I believe yeah. in it. I'm excited.
2: For me, all right. Tonally, when when a company says x raised the bar i just think like you're all you're doing is comparing your product with that one and it's like always going to be in a positive light so like if you say hey this game was really really good we're making this game and it's gonna be hard but we're gonna make it better kind of like idea like i feel like i've Mm -hmm. heard like x has raised the bar for this genre of game like a million times (laughs) <laughs> it's and so when I when I read that it's just like advertisement.
0: Yeah, it doesn't actually mean anything.
2: Like like who they they probably had all these ideas to begin with, or or maybe got a couple of new ones. But I doubt they like saw the success of Resident Evil Two and totally changed everything that was going to mm. happen. Like we well, like oh now we have to try harder. Like of course they're always trying their hardest. You know, just trying to really
3: get your
0: hype up.
2: Yeah. Just um, buy the fucking game.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, just buy the game, just Eric. Give me your fucking money. They got money. stores. They got stores. You're store. being
4: real selfish.
0: They
6: you're got money in Sweden. You're being real greedy with your money now. Do you know how hard that works? Think they work? of corporate
2: America.
4: <laughs> yeah, think of the.
0: Um. Of the buy some toilet. The fucking bar! <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Next uh, story developers demanding games be removed from nvidia geforce now so um, <laughs> what the fuck nvidia- is up with that <laughs> nvidia geforce now as uh you guys would um, actually i'm sure all of you guys know it because you listened to the last podcast um geforce now was their alternative to google stadia and the big exciting thing about this was that rather than having to purchase the games on a nvidia owned service NVIDIA just used the games you already owned. So you would pay NVIDIA a $5 a month fee for the service, but then NVIDIA would pull from uh, your Steam library, all your different launchers and everything, and you could stream those games uh, from the NVIDIA servers to whatever uh, computer you had. They're and basically now, renting you a virtual machine. Exactly, they're your renting a virtual machine. So I think that's an important distinction because NVIDIA is not like getting Nvidia is not providing you the game, right? Yeah. It's the games you own. Um so developers are removing from it. I think that's kind of shitty because it it's like it's like developers are are looking at GeForce now like it's Netflix. But it's not Netflix because you can't just get Nvidia now and then get all the games, right? All this does mm-hmm. is just create an obstacle from consumers to access their product, which is dangerous, just because it means that people are less likely to buy multiple copies of it on multiple systems or something. I, I'm yes. not sure. Why it seems exactly. to be. Yeah.
1: It reads like a decision made from a greed standpoint because they want to have a Stadia-like arrangement with some sort yeah. of service instead yeah. of just you can play your games on this machine. Also, like that's right, too. Right. That doesn't give them extra money. <laughs> right,
0: I, I suppose having their service, having their games like accessible through NVIDIA, even if they are not like explicitly making them accessible through NVIDIA, it just NVIDIA does that. I guess that does hurt their ability to argue for exclusive streaming rights to Google Stadia or, or whoever is trying to come up with some shit like that.
1: I, uh, I think I, that sucks because I was yeah. never really
0: interested in this type of service, but I, I felt like GeForce Now offered. A pretty uh, compelling package for that for the consumer that might want that. So yeah, uh, what were you to about to say, them. John? Uh, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's just it's more and more
4: no it's it's more and more <laughs> nowadays. You're not even if you have something like Origin or or EA or whatever FEAs, or something like Ubisoft, you're you're renting the game. If they if they lose rights to that oh, game yeah. and they take it off the you know the the marketplace, you just don't what have that do fucking it? game anymore. Like, and I think it's just another way to protect that, you know.
0: Yeah, you uh, don't sure. the product. I, I
4: read an I read a brief article, and I think the the argument on the other side is creators should have uh, a say in in where their games go. That's and, what, like, the what the
1: Long Dark dev was right. arguing.
4: And I I I think that's just bullshit <laughs> to hide the fact that please, please buy I, our I games f- more.
0: It is bullshit because they do have a say. They can say to put it on Steam. They can say to put it on Origin. And this exactly, service doesn't right. affect any of that whatsoever. The places where it's
1: actually being purchased, yes. A yeah, exactly. This
0: You can't... And that's another thing, like what you just said, Flask. The places where it's actually being purchased. It's not like I can purchase the Long Dark to right. use on the NVIDIA thing. I just... It, it just doesn't work. It is a VM to play your games on.
3: Uh, so if you get a new computer... <laughs> Should you buy the game again? No, you should just log into your account. No. You already own the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, Activision, Blizzard have done this. Bethesda has done this. Uh, as I said, the Long Dark guy mm-hmm. has done this. Even today, like, uh, who was it? Someone else. 2K did this today. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And
6: is it just because they think that people are like going to abuse it? Like, they just want people
0: no, to buy it twice? I, 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 I think it's because they can. I, I think they just they do it because Nvidia they can to pay them the, yeah, the, definitely, the yeah. very the very like, technical argument the very technical lawyer argument that that protects them is that be, because NVIDIA is streaming the games NVIDIA has to be downloading the game to a cloud and NVIDIA does not own the rights to download the game to a cloud hmm. even even though you know it's really you who's accessing that information because NVIDIA is providing the middleman they don't have the technical rights to do that. Do you think That's there's the, some
6: sort of uh, letter going around the devs like, hey, like you need to make a big deal out of this and, and you need to pull your game you need to write a letter to pull your game from NVIDIA because, you know, they should be paying us and
0: I I I I don't know, I don't I don't know if to st- enough to speculate about what was happening, but I would not at all be surprised if publishers are sending their developers like Hey, we we don't we're not okay with this. We own the rights some kind of, you. of unity yeah. to set a precedent. Yeah, right, right.
2: And then Nvidia and is the, going to come back and be like, "Well, you don't have rights to uh, use your software on our hardware." Well, I mean, right now, <laughs> Nvidia continue. is Nvidia
1: is not being like legally uh, brought up at all. It's just they're they're doing it out of like. They they want to maintain the relations with debt, right? Like the right exactly. Right, right. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they're getting a, cease and
0: desist letters or anything. Yeah, of course, yeah. But it's just a ridiculous yeah. idea. <laughs> Especially given how poor of a showing Google Stadia had, um, <laughs> it's disappointing <laughs> for people Classic. who wanted a service like this that it just seems to be shitting the bed all over the place. Yep. Hey, look, anyone who bought Google Stadia
4: is a peanut for our brain. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't see it, like I get you want to want an early technology, but if you didn't see that coming from a, like you even before Yeah. Even before the pre-orders came in, they started backing out like, "Well, I know we promised all these features, but we're actually going to release with about like a third of them, and even those don't work very well." It's just
2: madness. I don't know. I feel like Google has become one of those companies where they just they have so much money, they're just always looking for new new ventures. And they just released this like yeah, if it takes tech off it's it not up. ready. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guess if it doesn't, it's like trip? for the tech enthusiast. Like, well,
1: that's th- like, that's the joke, buy right? By <laughs> Stadia, yeah. Isn't there like a big list of Google like applications and other features oh, yes. that they've yeah. Yes. After a yes. while, it's just like, well, that didn't mm-hmm. work. Yep, there is so many. I, remember I mean,
0: they, they're, 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 they're that big of a company. They can just invest a lot of money into these super risky things and then just fuck off when they don't They've work out. They've already
3: made the money back.
0: Exactly.
4: <laughs> I remember years and years ago, I had a, an English teacher, and he was, like, so pumped up. He, like, came into class, and he was like, my brother-in-law works at Google, and i got to try the new Google glasses. They're going to be a big thing. <laughs>
6: What a fucking dork. I wonder if he
4: still tells that story. Yeah, she got fire <laughs> <a> dork. <laughs> hey, we heard you are using those we can't camera to teach our class. Yeah.
3: If you're wrong about that.
1: We can't have you teaching his children. Yeah, what what else could you be wrong about? Get get him out of here. Well, they were they were screwed into his brain so he hasn't been able to move the glasses <laughs> <since>. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah. Anyway, you know, to summarize. It's pretty shitty. Yeah, it's <laughs> shitty.
4: I don't think shit. People don't want us to stone games anymore. Companies don't want us to. You got to rent them.
0: Yeah. And uh, you guys know what's also sick about the video game industry? What? What? Uh, GDC was indefinitely postponed due to the coronavirus. Uh, oh, what you did there that was very clever. Jeez, I think thanks, E3 friends. E3 is thanks, also guys. in talks of of being.
4: It's uh, a little further uh, out.
0: Yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, so the GDC thing, just to briefly cover it, like um, a bunch of people, as, as we said in the last podcast or so, were, were pulling out because of concerns about the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, GDC eventually responded by just indefinitely postponing it. They released some message that said they would try to do one in the summer. I think that seems really not likely going to happen because, one, they if they do it, they would be competing with, E3 in the summer for like attention and whatever, and that Mm -hmm. it's already a postponed event, and there's already another major video game trade show happening in the same season. There's, I see a little reason for them to do it. And two, like you guys were saying with E3, we don't know how long this thing is going to last or how big of a problem it's going to be for how long, you know. It's very well that E3 gets canceled, GDC gets canceled, all that, you know.
4: There was, uh, I believe it was going on starting tomorrow, starting today, maybe a day old news. There was a, a Mortal Kombat tournament that basically got canceled like the day before it was supposed to start. And, you know, like people were already Oof. flew out or were already there, like ready. They are just like, sorry, it canceled.
0: Um, yeah. You know.
1: Well, we'll I, have I to agree. see how that goes. I think it's goes. optimistic to think that it's just going to happen a little bit later. Yeah, like not not canceled, postponed.
0: We'll just have to see how that goes, I suppose. Um, PAX East, I know some people pulled out of that, but PAX East ended up going off, and now mm-hmm. Boston is infected. So you know. <laughs> That's true. it no, was no, PAX
1: East's fault. I actually it was it was PAX East. PAX
4: East was here. No, I was I was driving to Target today, and they said they uh, two confirmed cases and. Seven suspected cases.
6: Did you get your toilet yeah. paper
4: at Target? Uh, no, I was going there for dog food actually. Yeah, dog food. This how many
6: how many pallets?
4: <laughs> I just got. I, I <laughs> didn't even get the big bag. I just got like a small bag.
3: I guess you hate your dogs. It's starting.
4: I kind of do. I mean, I like him as well though. It's love hate relationship. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. You have dogs, Vito. You know what a dog is? Nah.
6: Hopefully, I'll have a dog one day we
3: find that out either. what Nah, it yeah, is. I would
4: say don't get a, especially a puppy. Don't get a puppy with your work schedule. I, would love I just it. get yeah, a service I, dog.
3: I, you can bring it anywhere.
4: Yeah, like a cat, maybe. Nah, that's still kind of mean. You're not home.
0: Dude, home. I'm be thinking, like, though. I'm moving into a new place next couple months or so, and my coworkers are, are like, Andy, you're going to get a dog when you move in? And it's like, I, I don't even have as crazy life as Vito, but <laughs> fuck that. Like, I don't want to have yeah, to go home, so home much time, on my lunch dude. break. Literally every single day to watch the to walk the dogs hanging out
6: with your friends. Oh, sorry guys I gotta go home. I got to take the dog out. What the Dude, fuck?
4: That's been my life for the past uh... Dude, That sounds terrible. Yeah, two sorry. dogs
0: Yeah, sorry just, guys, I'm to gonna to drive, I'm to gonna drive separate I'm gonna drive separate so I can run home and uh, walk the dogs real quick before we go out
3: Why don't you just teach your dogs to walk each other? That's what I
0: just said. Yeah Oh uh, yeah. a Good good one, Brendan, that was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty Dude, good Dude, what one. the fuck?
4: Yeah, like, you know what, I, if I ever, like, do a vacation, you know, I come to New York Son, it's a pain in the ass, you know, I get, because I don't, I don't trust fucking, like, some kennel Nightmare. place to hold it's them like, up. And, yeah, I got to find family members, make sure they got time off. Like
3: doggy yeah. wash was in So I'm
0: Dude, not I having bet. dogs, I, Well, you know, Penny's,
4: uh, You Penny tried tearing her face off the other day. Just wild.
0: All right, another dumb. video game news. <laughs>
1: um. Hey, John, John, why don't you Why don't you just carry Frank and Penny everywhere in like a Sam Bridges Death Stranding sort of setup? Here's the thing: if it
4: was one dog, I think I would try it. But two dogs, it's just it's like you would think it's just like added, you know? You got double the problem. It's not, dude. It's exponential.
1: No, exponential. Yeah. No, you just you just carry them around in like a column on your back, a a carrier column.
4: Yeah, like one one I could take, but like two, they would always be fighting in different directions. They'd they'd tear me apart. Tear me in half. (laughs) <laughs> a man torn in two. <laughs> Sorry, they're getting up there. Frank's like six. he's like five. I figure ten more years, you're gonna be dead and I'll be free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a fucked up that's, uh That's a really good point that you made about Baldur's Gate 3 there, John. Yeah. And, um, Dude, I
6: can't uh, wait for Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3. Yeah, maybe by the when Baldur's Gate 4 comes
4: out, they'll be dead.
0: That's <laughs> awfully <laughs> relevant, too, because the Baldur's Gate 3 preview margo has been lifted. Um, oh, yeah, um, kind of like that. We got a whole that lot of sick. new details revealed about that. Uh, um, I thought
4: the, the live stream they had was amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, obviously, there were some parts of it that I'm sure were, like, machined behind the scenes, but... I, I don't think all of it was, and it was very entertaining. It lo- it mo- looks much more like Divinity 2 than I expected, just because I kind of expected them to go more in like the um, traditional Baldur's Gate fashion, but I'm glad that they're doing their thing. You know what I mean? That's what they're good at. Yeah, oh, it looks sure like Divinity
6: 3. That's what it looks like, and I have <laughs> zero awesome. problems with that. I fucking love it.
0: Uh, so you know what's funny? I... One of the reasons I want to bring this up is I heard a really cool anecdote about Divinity. Um, The guy—I might have been a couple guys, but just for the sake of making an easy story—the guy who is Divinity Man, who like is the brain father of it and who made the game, the the whatever, Mister Sin. When he when he was first making Divinity, he approached Wizards of the Coast, and he said. I want to make Baldur's Gate 3. I really love this series. I think I can do it. And they're like, ah, eh, you know, we don't really know you. You seem cool, but uh, we don't really want to do that. And then he made Divinity and Divinity 2, and he went back to Wizards of the Coast and said, I want to make Baldur's Gate 3. And they're like, yeah, I mean, that that's an obvious choice now. Like, <laughs> basically, making the Divinity games was like his, like, Homework, his for, trial, oh, his yeah, test,
3: for, yeah, oh, that's awesome. For making Resident
0: Three, like, rat, ball
1: like for the, original for character. Him,
0: for him, like this game was the goal, you know. So that that is that makes me really excited for it, even more so than I was before. Uh, just just knowing how intentional this path was for that guy and how much care is being put into it. Yeah. Um.
6: Why, why does that guy hate real time with pause though? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. We did learn a little bit about the story, which I think is kind of cool. Um, essentially, everybody on the... Uh, it, it, you're, all the player characters are infected, I guess, yeah, through the eye, old. I think, with a uh, mind flare thing. And the thing with the mind flares is that once they are inside you a week later... You know, you're going to like burst into a mind flare, like a chest, like a mind flare is going to burst out of your chest. Um, But for some reason, these guys, hey, you know, this is the conceit of the game. Hey, they got hit with a special mind flare. Hey, they're not getting sick, they don't seem to be dying. And hey, they're getting special powers. Um, So, you know, don't really know what to think about that. But uh, I think uh, I got every reason to be excited about this game. There's uh, a buy for me. Early yeah. Access, I think, coming out soon. Or a beta.
2: hmm Yeah, it's an early access title. Mm.
4: Divinity was, but I I don't I didn't get it until it fully came out. I think when it was an early access, it, it maybe just had the Ford Joy. Uh which is still a lot of game. Yeah. Usually early yeah, usually early access things are kind of annoying, but I uh I welcome it.
3: Yeah.
6: Yeah, so the thing—the game looks very much like Divinity, and so, um, you know, some people were saying that. Well, this is this is pre-alpha, and mm-hmm. you know, the menus, the but i mean, they're using the same exact buttons, the same menu screens, the same character creation screen. You know, all that's mm-hmm. going to change, uh, but they're just using the resources they have for now just to prove that you know they have a product. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm excited to see it. You know.
1: Coming to its own. I can't wait to flay it.
0: Oh boy. I'm yeah. going to flay
4: it. That's going to be my catchphrase.
0: Um, the other kind of ancillary news story related to this is that Wizards of the Coast uh, announces a new game studio, Archetype Entertainment, um, w- w- developing a multi platform sci fi RPG. Uh, it's a story driven epic. You know, buzzwords, real consequences, how the story unfolds. Um, (laughs) It's uh, comprised of uh, a bunch of people that apparently left Bioware. So it's uh, kind of being seen as like a mini Bioware. Like Um, older Bioware vets? I think older... Not just older new Bioware vets, because I kind of wanted... I was just glancing through this right now. I had to stifle a laugh. Um, Accompanying at archetype is Chad Robertson, another XYware devs who serves as the new studio's general manager and VP. Robertson most recently worked on Anthem as the head of live services. <laughs> <laughs> oh so
2: we'll see. It's all the people that got fired from Andromeda mm-hmm. and Anthem. Honestly, maybe <laughs> They're forming the studio. On
0: top, on top of this, uh, and we heard this a few months ago too, but it just reinforces that seven or eight. Other games based on D anD D are currently planned. Oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus like Christ. man, I think yeah. we're gonna, I, I think we're All gonna in. get really fucking sick of this of this franchise at least. What in a Bougie weird form, push! Of a, three through nine, or I
4: don't out. think it's well, weird. I, <laughs> Dude,
0: I think I think they saw Divinity two, and then they were like, "Wait, Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, Neverwinter, like." Oh, wait a, a minute. We have a fucking gold mine here.
5: No, no,
4: no. Remember, remember in E3? Wasn't there a, a trailer for a, a D&D game that looked like absolute shit? Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a Dark Alliance. No offense dark to them, Alliance. but the trailer fucking sucked, dude. It was like weird yeah. music and the characters looked PS2 fucking. Game. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, what was that
0: one called? I, was that not Dark Alliance? Was Dar- I think it was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, <laughs> funny enough. It's gonna be funny to contrast these two games. Dark Alliance is a spiritual successor to Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. So it's like a Baldur's Gate spin-off. Right. Gonna be funny to see how that looks compared to Larian's Baldur's Gate 3.
1: Eric, why are you saying that it's not weird? Do, do you know the
2: reason? Oh well I was just I was just saying that now is the right time to introduce um like D D back into video games. One, because Obviously, they can see the success in in some of these other um fantasy franchises but mm. but also um because in general d and d has become popular again like um i, I think a true. lot of people are are crediting matt mercer <laughs> and and critical <laughs> role, role player their own role, role right? playing yeah um podcast series um but yeah i think i think in general like Sales numbers and interest in in D and D as a franchise has gone up recently, so it's it's the right time for thanks to, for to capitalize. Yeah, you know, is my is my understanding. I yeah. believe that I, I you know cause
4: playing board games for a little bit, and I I do remember going to like board game stores, and they would always have like the like the three point five or fourth edition stuff, like just fucking mm-hmm. tucked in the back of the store. You'd have to look for it. But, it, but mm-hmm. lately, when I when I go back to Michigan and I go there, they do have just, like, a whole fucking shelf of just 5th edition mm-hmm. stuff just out on yep. display. <laughs> that's uh,
0: And that's one cool thing about Baldur's Gate 3 is that it's built pretty much... It, it's pretty much 5th edition D&D plus their that's Mind flare right. Special Powers Conceit. And uh, they right. really wanted to feel like D&D to the point where, like, you will literally see a D20 pop up Dice on the screen roll, and roll. Right. And, like, you can... and I think it, it, you know, just briefly show the outcome of the roll, but then you can like hover over somewhere to see all the modifiers that were uh, attached to that role and stuff, just like you would, just like a, a DM would, you know.
4: Right. Yeah, I've seen that right. he got a critical miss once. He got a he got critical success, you know, one in twenty. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. And I'd be I'd be excited to see if they release something, some some tools, so that people can make their own stuff, because we kind of well, Divinity be, Two, it did feels like it. the next the next, like, thing for d d to just have, like, a video game that you can put your players in and make mm-hmm. a whole world around. Um, it's more of just yeah. an engine.
0: I, I, I would like to think that the dungeon creator mode in Divinity 2 was a great start to something even better than that.
1: Oh, there is something there. like that in Divinity 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. There Dude, is a, uh, it shows that
4: mode, But I don't... There's, I don't know, maybe people make their own private games, don't you know, put them on the workshop, but there's, you know, because there's a workshop for Divinity, there's uh there's there's nothing good on there as far as campaigns go, but I imagine most people are probably making it for their friends or something, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I imagine mm-hmm. the tools are really good if you wanted to spend a lot of lot of lot of lot of time developing with those tools, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the sure number of people who want to be a GM are, you know, it's like first you have to grab. Y you you, you you know, you have your big player base, then a fraction of those players are are interested in being a DM in general. A fraction of those players are have a group to be a DM too, and then a fraction of those players have like a the motivation to to use a uh, unique tool set that's only going to work on one specific game to create their campaign, you know. So
1: that reminds me of what's happening with that game Dreams on the PS4 right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you guys heard about that, the talk about that recently? <laughs> oh yeah, it's like or, the exact I, thing I, I that's happening with that. Yes. Oh yeah. Should look at I, that
4: game. The game looks, uh, from what I've seen, pretty pretty fun, pretty wild. It's a shame I think it's the PS4.
0: I've heard it's really really good, and I've heard the tools are the tools for creation are really good, but like yeah. I, I heard somebody on a podcast, like a video game journalist, and not a bad one, like not one of those guys who doesn't know how to play games, say that his first level took him something like 30-some hours to make. and that But that was because he was doing like all the tutorials as he was making the level and everything. And he said, like, it's seriously like a game. Like, he'll come home, and he'll spend, like, two hours learning and then applying one concept. But then he knows <laughs> it, you know, and so... And then you have
1: the people were, who were, like into game dev say like oh well why why would you learn that system if it's like a truncated version of real coding you know and it's like they, they don't understand that <laughs> people it's do this because it's still easier than real coding yeah yeah like How,
0: uh, I, even e- even if real coding is quote not that hard according to software developers and you it's know it's easier I, to begin into I, for I can code who don't, so like i get that who aren't
1: like, like code minded
0: right it's a very I, visual like fun tool especially if you have friends to play your levels you know uh, sorry, John. You were you were gonna say something?
4: I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do they get away with not getting like sued? I've seen some of those levels, and they're what just do you like, mean? All right, like one of them was like literally—it's just Homer Simpson's house, and it's playing like the <laughs> Simpsons theme on repeat, <laughs> and like margin talking know. to you, I or mean, like you'll it's, see
6: like it's the user creating. Yeah, user. It's just content, their I tool guess. set. Their their product is the tool set. The user yeah. can create whatever don't they know, want. I seen like yeah. a Sonic I mean, I, I guess, level,
4: and it was just I Sonic mean, running around, just screaming Sonic lines.
0: <laughs> Epic, Epic's not going to get sued just because somebody makes a fraudulent game in Unreal yeah. Engine, right? Mm-hmm.
6: Can, you su- can you sue a t shirt company for making uh, a <laughs>
0: clearly uh, <laughs> copyrighted t shirt? I believe so. I, I, well,
6: I, I,
4: need, I, I seriously need to know that one. Making money off of it, so yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dreams is making money. I don't know. Oh, they're making. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sure they. Yeah, they they're, they're making piece, money on the tools.
5: Yeah.
2: yeah, I think maybe a company might go after them if like somebody created something in the game that like was, assets. like, yeah, that are like awesome. That's like it becomes so popular that tons of people buy dreams just to play that. Yeah, then maybe right. a company. And you could might say they're making
6: a, they're making a profit off of my property. Oh, right, right.
2: Yeah. but otherwise, uh, nah.
4: Uh, we gotta check out some of them you're gonna be like what the fuck why would they even make first of all why would they even make this why they spend the time but also Disney's coming after them
0: um
1: <laughs> gotta go fast TM yeah
4: he <laughs> one of his lines alright
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um everybody update your Master Chief collection because Halo Combat Evolved was released Oh, right. oh, shit, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. It was just like, released stealth two or three days it. ago. Exciting yeah, they, they totally stealth-dropped it. So, you know, 4-man, Legendary Campaign, Hell Skulls on. Yeah, I hope it was so. harder oh than Ball fucking skulls.
4: Reach, because that shit was boring.
0: Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. The I campaign,
4: guess, yeah. we were so easy. I don't understand. I was,
0: oh, like a Hopefully, know, yeah, the nostalgia helps us out a bit. You played on legendary. I mean, there's no
1: question that the first game is better. Yeah, than, we
4: were, like, yeah, actually. Reach.
0: Here's the yeah, thing. I mean, I, I think Reach does have the worst campaign of the Halo games that i played. N- not that I disliked Reach, but, like, the F- Halo 1 through 3 were all better, in my opinion. It got worse
1: after Reach as well.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: In Halo 1 oh. and 2, right, on Legendary, if one person dies, it's over, right? You get to restart? I don't remember. Or Maybe that's a skull no, or something. I don't think so. No, I so. Uh, no? That's score. a skull. Maybe it's right. a skull, I don't know. I remember in Reach, we were playing Legendary, but, like... We had four of us, and one person was always gonna be alive to right, respawn. Right. Just, I didn't know, I, I don't know, I felt it, it was harder. Maybe, Maybe I was just, was just a, a dumb baby then. fucking child. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> weird. that's probably probably <laughs> Let's go back and punch myself right in the mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, last uh, last news story I have. Um, not really new news, but, um,. There's more Half-Life Alex news. The game's released here in a few weeks, and uh, what I kind of wanted to talk about was I, I don't think maybe in this article specifically, maybe in this article, but um, they were talking about a little, they were dancing around why Half-Life Three hasn't been made, and uh, they don't really have an explanation for why it wasn't made when they said they were going to make it. But they were talking about in the last six, seven, ten years, whatever, that. There's been a lot of people who are interested in Half-Life 3 at Valve, but the hype for it was so massive, they felt like, too, like the prod, the idea of tackling it was so daunting. Um, VR offered them a way to like make a brand new Half-Life game. That's a spin-off that lets them dip their toes back in the, back in the. Uh, series a bit and kind of like break down the hype because now there's another Half-Life thing, you know. So Half-Life Three is not as big of a pillar as thing as, as things that people are waiting on, and namely they said that they see Half-Life Alex, like quote, absolutely as the re- as their return to uh, the Half-Life series. So, you know, we've been burned many many times by them before, but they're definitely going out there implying that. Half Life Three is still a thing that will happen.
1: Does that have the implication from this?
0: I think so. I think okay. so like, Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know why they would go out and like saying like materials and stuff that they're, um, they're going, they're dipping their toes back into the exactly, series. Exactly. Yeah. That they were, they were afraid of tackling the hype, and this lets them dip their toes back in this series, and they see this as a return to this. You know, all those, all that wording is like pointing in the direction of Half-Life 3.
1: Honestly, I feel like this is kind of a retroactive excuse that they're coming up with. They may have felt this way legitimately at some point, and maybe Mm -hmm. still do, but I feel like this is just... Oh, like, this is what we felt this whole time, you guys. Mm. and Those years of promises... We couldn't tell you that we were just nervous about the next game, even though it was supposed to be the conclusion of our fucking franchise, and we were telling you over and over again that it would happen. And then we would clam up more and more as time went on, to the point where we were just completely silent and completely opaque about everything related to the Half-Life franchise. No, that was just because we were nervous. don't get nervous?
4: (laughs) nervous What other reason is there? I'm not
0: saying that's not
1: I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying not. that that's not legitimate. Well, I
0: mean, I, I think what Flask is saying is kind of like what I was hinting at earlier is that that is maybe a fine explanation for why nobody who joined the studio in the last six or seven years wanted to make the game, but that still doesn't explain... Why they like, dropped it does, in the first place. Yeah. Why they dropped it in the first place, and I, I think they don't want to explain that because the answer is that like all the multiplayer stuff they were pursuing at the time took all their resources and was, was way more profitable.
4: Well, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say they have probably. Steam. They don't need to make they don't need to make games yeah. anymore. They make money.
0: But um, um, also, based on the new Half-Life Alex trailers and shit like that, uh, where game looks tight.
6: I'm stoked, dude! I dude, might get VR for it.
4: I'll tell you what. Also,
6: <laughs> I in can't addition, can't wait to watch
0: Kurt play it.
4: Uh, a and I didn't see this. It's high, I don't know. If you guys can see it? It's on the top selling right now of Steam. Uh, Black Mesa, I mean, it's a fan remake yeah. of Half-Life yeah, 1 came finally out. Finally, I only played Finally, $20, the... years in the and it's got uh, overwhelmingly positive reviews. I guess it came
0: out today, yesterday.
4: Uh, yeah, well, so it's... Sort
0: of. That game has been... Well, yeah, game I think has it's had a story development of 15 or 16 years yes, as a remake. Uh-huh. Five or six years, it had a almost full release. Where uh, which was free. Zen, yeah. Which didn't have Zen, which is the kind of like the last stretch of the game, because they were they were like totally remaking the Zen thing and this release is the game completely done start to finish, including the new Zen section. And um it's it's I, I only played the release five or six years ago that was free that ended at Zen, but it's a fantastic way to experience Half Life One. It's really, really good. It's amazing that it's a fan project.
4: Who's getting the money? So it's $20 on Steam. Who's getting the money? Because it's a fan remake. They are. But it's also, they like... They, 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 they got Valve's no, blessing. Oh okay. Yeah, they 100% well, Bell's yeah Bell's it's blessing. on Steam, it's
0: right? But like, okay. that's, that's another thing, and I have a YouTube video I can show you guys at some point that kind of talks about this more in depth. That Valve has a funny thing where, like, they don't give a fuck about their license that much. Hunt can, down the can, Freeman. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh, God. That thing. You, you can, oh, you, yeah.
0: You can you can find like shitty fan fan fiction video games basically of like Half Life 3 on Steam. And if you buy it, the person who made that get gets that money, not Valve. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I kind of believe that. I mean like not that it's their product, but like Dota is just like their biggest game and that's just kinda like you know, that just started as like a mod on a different game yeah. that they just took.
3: They're desperately looking for ideas for Half Life (laughs) (laughs) Three. I mean, there really is one of the most historically like anything. Just make sure things about
0: them. They they've always been pro mods and like pro like custom created content. You know, right? Um, Well, because that's that's where they came from. in a lot of their games,
2: yeah, (laughs) was specifically people modded modded Half Life and made Counter Strike. Like, I
0: think I think uh, I I think at some point like. There in the story of Black Mesa's development was them talking about how they were kind of keeping it underground, and then when Valve found out, Valve actually just gave them a full blessing to do it, and like even like recommended it, recommended them at some point on like the official Valve website as like a great Half-Life One remake, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: It's funny that Valve allows that sort of stuff, and they're the ones who ended up owning Dota Two when Blizzard is like. Super desperate to latch on to any possible fan or oh, uh, yeah. player made uh, content that proves mm-hmm. popular for their own uh, greed. Yep.
6: I can't imagine working on a game for 15 years. That's fucking insane. The same game for 15 years? I've been in my job for seven years. I'm like already tired of <laughs> <laughs> I I,
0: I feel that. I
6: read their really passionate uh, project. Like, Touching, uh heartfelt. Oh yeah, that was uh, a great read. Release essay,
0: yeah. Fear the uh, road, not or fear. I don't know what it was. Some, some.
4: Just story. fear something. Fear. Fear. <laughs> fear. fear. You know what? Just fear. fear. Yeah, fear. fear. Yeah, Mother. Just,
5: <laughs> just
0: be afraid. Just be afraid. Strong should be feared. <laughs> all right. That's all I got, fellas. You guys got any news you want to bring up?
4: uh That's we it, looked man. up uh weird bears uh yesterday <laughs> <You> did, oh <laughs> my God. yeah there are some weird oh, so shit. i i there are from my understanding there's uh like seven or eight different bear species and they're just fucking freaks dude you have the sloth yeah. bear the sun well, bear
5: who you're talking about
4: who's
6: winning the fight the kodiak bear or the polar bear and the answer is polar bear we knew that i knew that uh, debatable yeah, come on it's not debatable Debatable. then we were looking at the opposite end of the spectrum and you get the, the sun bear
4: yeah i looked at world of sun bear apparently they are they are the smallest bear but they're very aggressive
6: no fuck you i told you i told you yeah. they'll fuck you up they got big claws <laughs> but then they got. There's like this fucking offshoot.
4: The moon bears.
6: Oh, moon bears?
4: <laughs> they're just like, like a fluffier version of the sun bears.
6: Oh, way too fluffy. They're and then fat. there's
4: the sloth bears, which kind of They're like fluffy and they kind of look like that. I pushed some of those are goofy. But apparently, they'll fuck with like tigers, dude. They'll just get up in their face and fight them. They don't care. Oh, I didn't see the sloth bear. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll just yeah, some sloth
3: bears. Uh, I don't want to see that.
6: Yeah, we we saw Jackie Chan, uh, The Foreigner last night.
4: Pierce oh Ball, yeah, I, I give it like a give it a six point five, 5 out of
1: ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw fair. it in theaters actually. What I the fuck? Uh, like I didn't total. know it was in theaters.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I I would have thought <laughs> yeah. that one went straight to DVD. Did I right, How did? What did you think? Did you uh?
1: No, nah, I thought it was average. Uh, yeah.
6: Was okay, yeah. Bit, you know. <laughs> I'm looking
2: at these fucking these pictures we were it posting Oh yes, uh, Oh my god. This explains a lot because I saw these pictures with no context. Just a gallery of bears. You don't even need context, though. You get it. It's
6: just <laughs> a fucking hideous yeah. looking a lot weird of bears, man. lanky bear.
3: Nature was a mistake. Not Knoxville, I think
0: described perfectly. It's like a human in a bear suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those, those weird bear mans. bear man, man fake or something.
4: Dude, look at this thing, man. It's
5: oh my god. You guys got poop. <laughs>
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fellas. When is bear fighting uh, game? Dude, uh, I would. That would be badass. Oh, dude, all the weird different bears? Different yeah, characters? Yeah, different- oh,
6: Tekken's got a bear, right? They Tekken does have a couple bears.
0: bears, yeah. Yeah. Who's who? Who's the Goku? The oh, guy bears? that we're gonna just keep cloning, yeah.
4: That'd be like a grizzly bear, right? They're like, yeah. uh. Or like, everyone thinks of a bear. It's like, oh, the Revenant bear. That's the grizzly bear, right? No, no, it's going to be like the it's black Kodiak. bear. Oh, the Kodiak? Oh, sh- oh, maybe that then. That's what I think of when I think of a bear. One of them boys. Chonking along. It's my bear
0: choice. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, it was good to be here the whole podcast. Yeah, thank you, Vito, especially, for being um, such a contributing part of our energy all night, the entire episode.
6: Anytime. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <You> bears. <laughs> um, if you like our podcast, rate us on iTunes, please. Help us get noticed. Get up <laughs> on the charts. You know, If you like weird bears, give us a 5 out of 5. Yeah, email us Tell what
1: it, bear you would mean in the bear fighting game. You look like a in demon Flask, in the third
0: picture. If, where are where, where yes. viewers? Send that email to.
1: Broken Campfire at gmail.com.
0: And uh, Flask, I hear that you got some new content being added to our YouTube page, which is youtube.com Broken Campfire. What do you got?
1: Yes. While we have had some trouble with Fatal Frame, we are currently adding Life is Strange 2 and Resident Evil Revelations to playthroughs.
0: Awesome. So check that out. Uh, let us know how you like it. You know, post in the comments or whatever, which uh, we definitely read. Um, you and, said that uh, weirdly, but <laughs> wing <laughs> <laughs> uh the king Akili as as far as I'm aware is still interested in hearing your fast food opinions uh he has condemned subway. We are interested to see how you guys feel about that, so send us an email about subway. oh, is that the e
4: oh yeah, i don't yeah, I don't like subway. I don't remember this okay. this is probably a few episodes ago, but yeah I fuck what? subway
0: that's fine. just went over my head oh I yeah john like John hates subway.
4: I don't hate them, but I just th- I think they're gross. I,
0: don't know. I haven't eaten uh, Subway in years, and they're chicken <laughs> on like, some, like,
4: like
0: yeah, cardboard. he went on a whole thing when he got when he got crowned. He you like banned Subway and everything. Oh, oh yeah, it's fast yeah. food. Okay. Yeah.
6: Um, <laughs> oh, and I got a good sloth bear. Check
4: it out. don't know how hard editing is. Yeah, I'm a small brain. Anyway, you can just put a picture of a bear too.
1: Uh. <laughs> Is there a way to put a picture of bear in the waveform? What's of he
4: your, doing? No, like that's a thumbnail. It's I, a thumbnail, I just, you know. like a bear.
0: It shouldn't Can be that make hard. A sound so you distinct? sound that, that they just picture it in their head when they hear it. I just want a little <laughs>
4: thumbnail. I don't. I don't know how. You know, if that's like a permanent thing, or you like it's a different one for every episode. I don't know how it works. Uh, no, it's it's. I, it's hey, I perm- just show up. I get just the checks. Out, I say yeah. the words. Just, I read just the script. All right. I don't know
0: how it works. Read the we, script. Give me some bear sounds. <laughs> if if we had a script, we need to fire whoever wants <laughs> <runs> to. <it. laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. Yeah.
4: Yeah, wh- whoever that is.
5: Huh?
0: Huh? <laughs> um. And uh, finally, most importantly, please follow Garquin's Twitter at Garquin
1: 93
4: <laughs> What does he tweet? Does he really tweet stuff? I can't he imagine.
0: He retweets that. like
1: anime memes.
4: Uh, don't. All right. Great. Well, do what you will. Well, all
0: right. He, he's he's had me reguvid the po- regular with his Twitter every every time. So, you know, at Garquin 93 the official <laughs> Twitter for Broken Campfire. <laughs> no. Mm.
4: Uh... <laughs> Nah, the views and that. opinions we, expressed in that Twitter do not reflect that of the Broken Friend Fire uh,
1: podcast. Yeah, Broken Friend Fire. You know Broken the rest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that being said, we're going to close out the episode from a message, or with a message from across the seas, that our telecommuting, telecommuting friend, Eric.
2: God help us all.